I woke up the other day for work. It was at like 5.45 in the morning. My head, my window just cracked a little bit. And outside I could hear someone setting off fireworks. It's like, who the fuck is waking up at 5.45 a.m. on a Sunday to set off fireworks in the rain? Or like a firecracker yeah. or something. Near Christmas. They're just amped yeah, about Santa. <laughs> Stoked to scare for St. Nick. Are you just holding the mic up to Pepper's mouth in case he does something? Yeah, in case he makes noise. Oh, okay. Pepper, can I don't you think he will if you keep doing that. Pepper. Maybe he will. He's kind of just staring like, what are you doing with this thing in my face? Sometimes he's like that. Yeah. No, he's just staring at me because he does that a lot. He does. Because and he loves it's his mom. Sometimes it's creepy. He does. But he does just, he'll just he, sit there for like hours staring at me. It can get creepy. Now he's falling asleep. He does like to stare. <laughs> and she's calling a cab and he's having a smoke. Uh, when you watch right. dogs, the dogs watch you back. Oh. I have fond memories of dogs hitting Pepper and playing Watch Dogs too. So I was watching ah, yes. dogs and the dogs it, watch were, me as I played Watch Dogs. Weren't there dogs in Watch Dogs? There were dogs in Watch Dogs. So the dog I was watching watched me. Watch dogs and watch dogs too. <laughs> <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu Gi Oh! recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. I'm Lauren. Hi. Hi. We have the High Commissioner. I'm not the High Commissioner today. I'm not commissioning anything. We have plain old guest host. <laughs> plain old. <laughs> just just old bog standard Lauren. Run of the mill. Just boring old Lauren over there. <laughs> just a regular, normal, everyday girl, just like the main characters of this movie we watched. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. They're uh, just like us. <laughs> they're just like <laughs> mysterious twins. They're just like everyone else. Um, this week we are not watching Yu-Gi-Oh! because it's the freaking holidays and we deserve to treat ourselves to something terrible, truly (laughs) awful. I was worried. I was worried. And Lauren, you brought this up right as the movie started. What do we do if this ends up being a good movie? Yeah. And here's the thing is I was fully prepared for that and even sort of hoping that uh-huh. we would be able to be like, oh, this was actually pretty good. We're we're making fun of this because it's a Hallmark movie, which like if you like those then like, yeah, they, they're good. Fine. Yeah, enjoy them. Whatever. But this one is not good. It's not good, fam. I feel like it Should can't we, be uh, judged me... as being good or bad. Because just by nature of its it genre, was. the whole time, even if it is like ostensibly bad, it's like looking into the camera the whole time being like, huh? Eh, eh, got everything you want. Everything we promised. It's right here. <laughs> Have we said the name of the movie yet? No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> the, the Princess Switch. The Netflix original movie, The Princess Switch, starring Vanessa Hudgens and, get this, Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> Star-studded, this cast is. <laughs> All one star uh, playing two stars. Right. We haven't seen this level of acting since Lindsay Lohan in The Parent Trap. And Which is basically the same thing. Basically the same thing. It this is this movie is The Parent Trap meets Princess Diaries. Yeah. Yep. Um br- briefly before we we have like a I don't know. I I wrote down most of the beat by beat Tyler took meticulous notes on oh, the notes? plot of this movie. I tried. He so really hard. did. I got an hour. I was into barely the movie awake. I was just sitting here watching the movie. 
I wrote down like five things that I thought were kind of funny and kept telling Tyler not to steal them. She kept being like, no, this is my joke. You can't take my joke. That's mine. I said it. And I'm like, I know you just, you just said it. You know, that's good. Own your own material. They're good. Don't know. Give yourself some more credit. They're good. I'm excited for us to get to the jokes that Lauren has prepared for us. (laughs) Um, No. So, so we got an hour into this movie and for the listener at home. So we're going to talk about as much as we can, the beat by beat of the plot. So we're going to get into spoilers. Go watch the movie. It's on Netflix. In case you're worried about that. In case you're worried about spoilers. I think you can kind of see it from the title of the movie. It's, it's been out for a couple of years at this point. Um, I, this is a 2018 movie. If I remember correctly, 2019, it doesn't fucking matter. It's been out for a while. The sequel just came out this year. Uh, and the, the sequel is princess switch Two switched again. So you kind of right there in the title know what you're in for. Same thing goes for the princess switch. That's there's what a princess, it says on the tin. There's a there's a switch. Well, she's not actually a princess. Oh, that there's is true. No, actually, no one's. We'll get into this, but there's no actual yeah. princess switch in this movie. We came to realize. No one's a princess until the end of the movie. That's and, a spoiler. And no one plays yeah. Nintendo Switch. So. Yeah. So what are we even doing here? What the fuck are we even doing here? <laughs> We're having a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> good i'm glad somebody is um the yeah lovely far off country of belgravia belgravia, belgravia which we looked up and is not actually a country but it is a borough in london so. right so you know that's fine i'm pretty sure uh, wasn't it a country in like sherlock holmes yeah there's the scandal in belgravia as an early sherlock holmes yeah. um that's that's the one where you, we introduce Irene Adler, if I remember correctly. Yes. Mm. She approaches him to investigate the scandal in Belgravia. But that, if I'm remembering correctly, is the Belgravia that's the borough of London. Not the country Not in the Princess Switch. Correct. What a, what a weird name to choose for this movie, because it has nothing to do with London or... Sherlock Holmes like that would be a cute nod if it had something to do with like Sherlock Holmes or it was kind of based on it or like do you know what I mean yeah, that would be like yeah, yeah. oh like a like a deep cut like I feel an easter like egg right it's but it doesn't really more of just a stand-in for a generic European country that maybe yeah like Genovia still. oh yeah it's 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 effectively Genovia or Sokovia or yeah any one of a million stand-ins um so okay what's a place so, Tintin goes to uh, in King Otakar's scepter. Oh gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's another Ia country. Sildavia. Isn't it? Yeah, Sildavia. Sildavia. Hmm. It's just you know, it's a good name. It's a good naming convention, right? It's a good template. You could, yeah. you could, ha- you could say, yeah, I'm gonna go to the far off country of Tyluria. Lorenia. <laughs> that sounds bad. Tyler. Lorenia. That sounds like your keyboard. Jamesia. <laughs> Tyleria. Oh yeah, it does sound like my keyboard. Yes, I am Jamean. How could you tell? <laughs> um. So okay. So why why are we doing this? Um. We are doing a break from the Cause. Yu-Gi-Oh format because it's the holidays. Because 2020 has been the year that it's been. We did it last year too, though. And we did it last year. We did. Well, we watched uh, uh, Beyblade last year, and we're just here to have a chill, good time talking about something other than Yu-Gi-Oh for a little bit. Thank God. 
Yeah, and this is, here too. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And this is perhaps the least Yu-Gi-Oh thing of anything we've watched because everything else has been fairly Yu-Gi-Oh like. Beyblade F Zero. Yeah, Jimmy, you say that. At the end of this show, at the end of this episode, I'm going to get into a little bit about Princess Switch Two switched again, and it gets surprisingly Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Does the princess gain unimaginable ancient Egyptian power? Does her voice drop two octaves? <laughs> no. Is she inhabited by the that. body of a pharaoh? Kind of. Spirit of a pharaoh, I mean. Kind, almost. It gets close. Well, so I'm, I want to watch it. I'm going to save it for later. Yeah, why didn't we watch that one? <laughs> I'm going no, to save it for later. It's, it's not anything that actually happens in the movie. It's what the movie represents. I'll get into it. Christmas. Christmas. It represents Christmas and love and family. Um, what is it? Truth, honor, and love, or something like that. Oh God! Which is yeah, like their the family crest. Most generic thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So before we get into talking about the movie, I want to hear from the both of you about uh, last year. We talked about Christmas traditions a little bit. Oh, that's right. We talk about what our favorite Christmas traditions are. Obviously. Very few traditions are happening this year. I want to know, what is one thing that you are doing this year to make Christmas a little bit more bearable? Well, Tyler, I'm glad you asked, because in the last episode, during our uh, our, our segment with the, the monster off, you can go ahead and say the entire segment. I'll let you. A little game that we like to call, you activated my podcast season three, Yu-Gi-Oh! not season two colon enter the task dungeon with the high i said lauren. that specifically to see lauren's face when you said that <laughs> <laughs> as i mentioned the task dungeon one of my favorite things to bake at christmas is uh buckeyes mm. um with my mom and cat shut up <laughs> i'm just here yowling at my door um and i can't be home this christmas but what i'm going to do tomorrow uh, I already went to the store yesterday, and I got all the ingredients for Buckeyes. And so I'm going to video chat with my mom, and we're going to make Buckeyes together. Oh, that's nice. 600 miles apart. Wow. I'm excited. That's lovely. I really like that. Well, you'll, have to, you'll have to let me know how that goes. I will. I hope all the ingredients come together, because I didn't get the right... Uh, I think it's called almond bark. It's uh, melty chocolate stuff that then solidifies... After you've melted it? Oh, okay. I was just picturing, like, the shell of an almond. <laughs> no, it's like, um, it's dipping chocolate, basically. But I got regular dipping chocolate instead because I couldn't find almond bark. So hopefully it will harden mm, gotcha. after I, I do the process because otherwise it's just going to be weird goop. I mean, still tasty goop. I mean, it's still chocolate that I'm dipping peanut butter balls mixed with butter in. It kind of sounds like it's hard to go wrong. It, <laughs> there's not a whole lot that you can do to really mess it up. Unless, I say that now. Unless you're I've a twin-headed done. dragon. It, it could just, I could just do something absolutely that has never been seen before <laughs> by the laws of physics and completely wreck my kitchen tomorrow. We'll see. And and win the Belgravia... Uh, and win the Belgravian uh, cooking competition. Cake, what cake. was it? The 55th annual yeah, cake baking uh, Christmas cake, cake cake competition. Yeah, I'm really glad we A all took meticulous notes tradition. about this movie. 
Uh, Lauren, how about you? What's your uh, what's the th- something you're doing this Christmas to make it more bearable? I know it's horrible having to spend it with me again. <laughs> yeah. That's unbearable. Pretending it's Halloween. I mean, sure. I don't know. That's a hard one to to answer because I don't know. We're not very like into Christmas anyway. Like we don't really do a tree or lights or anything. Like I think I think I'm just gonna give you a cop out answer and just say like I am releasing all expectations i think does that make sense like we're not we're not forcing ourselves to like make a big dinner and i already told my families that i was like well i would like to video chat with you but i'm not i'm not up for like a big holiday thing this year like i just can't so just like releasing understandable the pressure and just being like you know what i'm probably just gonna sit there all day and do nothing and it's fine and that's and that's fine yeah. That sounds like a good Christmas. That sounds and ideal, just saying honestly. That that's fine, you know. We we also live in a time zone that's like 6 hours ahead of any of our family. <laughs> so Yeah. So uh it makes it easier just to have a quiet Christmas morning and not have to worry about doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're just going to eat things that are easy to cook and yeah. that yeah, just like not which might sound sad to some people, but it's very relaxing for me. Yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of what I'm doing. So this year, uh, we bought each other Christmas gifts. Um, we know what they are. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm reminded. We bought one gift to share. We bought one big gift to share. We bought the Ring Fit Adventure for the Switch. So we've been oh. we've been working out. We just broke it open today. I, it's really fun. I worked up a good sweat, Jimmy. Yeah, he did actually. Good stinky sweat. Um, yeah, I'm going to get fit for Christmas. I'm going to get fit over the next two days. Yeah, you have two days. (laughs) Um, Quick. But yeah. Pack on as much muscle mass as you can. Yeah. And like, you know, and so we got that. And then the other thing that I did was I kind of just like pre-prepared everything for the next two days. So like we have leftovers from yesterday to eat today and tomorrow. Uh, We have some food in the freezer that I'm going to start defrosting to make like a super easy dinner on Christmas. All this stuff is just kind of like already taken care of so that on christmas day i have to do very little actual work which is so different from most other christmases that sounds like a relief yeah yeah uh i'm also i'm remembering jimmy you sent me a gift i did i i i'm sorry that i did not send you a christmas present this year there's a less tangible gift that i prepared for you that I think you may have seen by now. So act surprised. <laughs> um, in honor of the holidays, I have updated Jimmy Wins 4, Jimmy Wins Online. What? And it is now Jimmy Wins for the Holidays, a Christmas-themed reskin of Jimmy Wins the Game. <laughs> uh, and everyone can go online to uh, heartofthe.cards slash Jimmy Wins 4. That's all one word. Jimmy wins, and then the numeral four, and you can play the hit massively multiplayer game, Jimmy Wins, in a festive theme. (laughs) Uh, You're still winning, last I checked. Okay, good. Uh, I'd be a little concerned (laughs) if I wasn't. That would be a bad Christmas present. (laughs) So if you're looking for a way to celebrate the holidays, go and join the 69 train on uh, on Jimmy Wins. To Humpsville Station. Excuse me? (laughs) um yeah so so that's i i hope you enjoy that finally a game where i don't have to worry about playing it (laughs) 
Yeah. This is this is a role playing game where instead of you having to grind to gain levels, everyone else is doing the grind for you. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Tyler. I I am amazed that you actually put that together. It is hilarious. Well, well, happy Christmas. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, we should talk about the movie now. Yes. Uh, God. Do we have to? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I think. So. Well, I mean, we could cut it here. It'd be a short podcast. But <laughs> hold on, let me look in, at my contract. <laughs> oh yeah, it says right here we have to watch the princess switch and then talk about it. Yeah. If we don't, we have to give the listeners their money back. Oh, that's oh, not no. great. That's not happening. Uh, all right. It's time to discuss the film. Wow. The film, as I mentioned, is the Netflix original movie, The Princess Switch, starring Vanessa Hudgens. And Vanessa Hudgens. And Vanessa Hudgens. Don't forget her. Don't forget Vanessa Hudgens. Introducing Vanessa Hudgens with Vanessa Hudgens. And she is Hudgens. (laughs) All Hudgens all the time. (laughs) We We are deep in the Hudgens verse. The Hudge. <laughs> We've been hudging around the Christmas tree. It's a Hudgens time of year. Bump, bump, bump. Um, where do we want to start with this movie? Do we want just like an? Can I get just like an overall like, like brief reaction? Like, what was your feeling about the movie in general? Cringe. I kind of liked it. It is what it is. Wow, that was two very different answers. <laughs> Jimmy kind of liked it. Lauren, you said, what did you say, cringe? I said cringe. No, I mean, it's not like a terrible movie. I mean, if you're watching this because you want what the movie is going to give you, then it is going to give you that thing. Like, you mm. can look at just the screenshot of the movie and be like, I know exactly what's happening in this movie and I'm going to watch it anyway. I Honestly, I read a lot of books like that, if I'm being totally honest. Sure. So I, I, have, I bear no grudge against it. I, I just felt... Very cringed the whole time. It did provide some uh, secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. Because the main character kept getting put in situations where, like, she was about to get caught and, like, is doing all these things and it's like everyone's staring at her and stuff. So if that's the kind of thing that you physically react to, don't watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, It, it has a good amount of, like, oh, here's a a trope where the girl being clumsy is a cute thing, Mm -hmm. but it's actually just kind of painful to watch. Yeah. Um, Should should we do like a couple sentences summary before we dive into the plot? Yeah. This movie actually about. Yeah. So let me me pull up the IMDb here. Um, I, for the record, I think that this movie is potentially the most important Christmas movie ever made. Um, this, this movie is to the Netflix Christmas movies, what Iron Man 2 is to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, this is where all the pieces really fall together. So actually pretty good, but in the grand scheme of things, no one ever talks about it? Well, it's, it's the connective tissue. It's, it's where, it's where the world comes together. Because Iron Man 2 was right before the Avengers, right? Or was it right after? It was right before. It was right before, yeah. So it's it's where everything really comes together, and you get this sense that oh, this 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 here, this is a universe. Uh, let me look up the the summary here on IMDb. Princess Switch. Okay, here we go. Uh, the summary of this movie is: one week before Christmas, a duchess switches places with an ordinary woman from Chicago who looks exactly like her, and they each fall in love with each other's bows. 
Yep. Not entirely accurate. Well, yeah. Uh, it's leaving out some key details. You know, it. Yeah, it leaves out a few. That's a, a general few bits. Gist of it. Just a little. Just some things. That's actually not the most. Uh, vague summary that I found. So that was actually from uh, the top of the Google search when you search for the Princess Switch. Um, IMDb's actual summary. Here, this is from imdb.com. Competing in a Christmas baking competition in Belgravia, a Chicago baker bumps into the prince's fiance, who looks just like her. They switch lives for two days. Tyler, I think my favorite description of this movie is from the top of the Wikipedia article about it. Okay, what's that say? Uh, which is, the film's concept of two people running into one another who look identical and switch places comes from Mark Twain's 1881 novel, The Prince and the Pauper. <laughs> oh, it is so kind of The Prince is and the high Pauper. Yeah. yeah. This is The Duchess and the Baker. Yep. Uh, so let's, where where does this start? We're going we're gonna to go... <laughs> it starts in Chicago, and it like... Beats you over the head with how Chicago it is. Yeah. It does it. It doesn't. We get a lot of there... Chicago-based B-roll. Isn't there a shot of just Rockefeller Center? It looked like the skating rink at Rockefeller Center. I don't know. There were a lot of, like, canals with, like, chunks of ice floating in them. That's true. You that's saw true. And you're immediately just like, yeah, that's Chicago. The, the bluesmobile drives past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And in uh, case you forgot where we are, the main character is introduced wearing a hat that says Chicago. Yeah, there's never that. That's that's one of her defining characteristics. There's never a moment uh, where okay, well, unless she's impersonating someone else, there's never a moment in which this character is not wearing a Chicago piece of memorabilia, as all people from Chicago do, right? At all times, Chicagoans shout out. Uh, we're introduced to one of the two main characters played by Vanessa Hudgens, Stacy. Uh, Stacy DeNovo? Does that sound right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Stacy DeNovo, who is a baker who apparently owns her own bakery in downtown Chicago. And her Just incredibly you. hot sous chef, who she treats <sighs> like human garbage. Yeah. Kevin. Ed Kevin, a man who is too hot to handle. Yeah unbearably attractive man uh and his daughter who is uh stacy's goddaughter i guess uh olivia and we quickly get the the picture that kevin and stacy are friends but they're not into each other in that way but stacy gets along really well with olivia they have a secret handshake that's very complex um and olivia just kicks off the movie by coming into the bakery and telling Stacy, hey, do you remember that baking competition you were so excited about? You know, the one in Belgravia and like winks at the camera, I so guess. This is one of my few jokes that I wrote down. Okay. Um, oh, I'm excited. <laughs> so I just thought it was really funny because Olivia comes in and she's like, hey, do you have any of those sugar cookies for your favorite goddaughter? And Stacy goes, well, I only have one goddaughter. <laughs> like, you're my only goddaughter. And I wrote down, and somehow still not my favorite. <laughs> why yeah, why she do does, you say it like that? She does kind of just leave it at that. She's like, yeah. well, you're my only goddaughter. Like, well, you're my only goddaughter, so. And then walks oh, the away. Exposition. And then walks straight yeah. the fuck away. And then, so then Olivia goes, hey, you remember that baking competition? You know, the one you're excited about? You know, the one in Belgravia? that country where the king and queen are that host the cooking competition, the baking show. 
uh, you know, that one. And Stacy's like, yeah, of course, the one that we've been talking about for G-B-B-O, years. GBBO, great Bill Gravy and Bake Off. <laughs> right. World famous. Uh, apparently, Jimmy, you, you said this earlier. Apparently, this is the 55th annual. Something along those lines, yeah. Apparently, it's a thing, like, in universe. Right. Uh, and she goes, well, you just got an invite, sister. And, like, hands her this envelope with a wax seal on it. And Stacy opens it, and sure enough, she's been invited by the king and queen of Belgravia to bake a cake for them on television. Yep. And they're going to put them up in a fancy B&B type thing for like a day for the competition, and then a day to set up, and then two days to just fuck around. See all the sights and sounds of Belgravia. Which apparently consists of one town square. Yeah. <laughs> one not even the entire town. Just the, there's like one little bit of it that yeah, you get to see. The fountain and the like six buildings around it. And an ornament making station and a Santa. That's right. And a toy emporium. And will... the palace? And the I think the palace is across from the toy emporium. <laughs> Very uh, small country. <laughs> So at, at first, though, Stacy's like, no. You can fit like 20 of them in Liechtenstein. <laughs> so, so at first, Stacy's like, no, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to do like Christmassy things. I don't want to do anything fancy. And, and Ka- the reason that she gives is because she's hung up on her old boyfriend, Paul. Yeah, her ex, Paul, who she was with for three years. Which and is Christmases like were something real special. And she just can't bear to have a Christmas without him. She so just she... runs into him randomly, like on the street. Yeah, because everyone in Chicago just like lives next to each other. Yeah, so she so literally. I, mean, she I guess said... that's how cities work. Yeah, <laughs> she she so she says those words. She walks outside. She goes five steps and then sees Paul after talking to a really creepy old man. Uh, what were your yeah. first impressions of this this old geezer? I was weirded out by, like, how long the camera lingers on him. I was like, is this guy going to be the Stan Lee of the Netflix cinematic universe? Yeah. Did you did you both get the sense that we were supposed to recognize him from something? Yes. And I did not. No, I think, well, so here's a spoiler, is that he's in it a lot later. Like, he just keeps popping up randomly and kind of creepily. So I think that it lingered that long. So you're like... Is this guy significant so that you'd remember his face when and he comes back? Eyebrows. His giant eyebrows. Which is funny because he comes back and he's wearing glasses in the next time we see him. And he doesn't I, look that much alike. Yeah. I didn't recognize no. him with the glasses on. <laughs> uh, but so he talks about how like, oh, you like, what are you doing for Christmas or whatever? And she goes, oh, I wish I had somebody to spend Christmas with. And the creepy old man says, uh, well, you know what they say about Christmas wishes? Sometimes they come true. I guess. Okay. Is that what they say about Christmas wishes? I guess people say that. I guess people say that. I don't know. Maybe that's a Chicago thing. Uh, you know what and... they say in Chicago. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he says that. And then at that exact moment, ex-boyfriend Paul steps out of a nearby coffee shop. And Stacy goes, ooh, uh, actually, speaking of being with somebody, hmm, let me let me go talk to Paul over speaking there. Speaking of Christmas wishes. Oh. <laughs> And uh, she walks over, she says hi to Paul, and a young lady comes out of the coffee shop behind Paul, kisses him full on the mouth, and says, oh. For a good long while, too. (laughs) For a long time. A good couple seconds. Yeah. 
And then she looks to Stacy and goes, oh, sorry, I didn't realize there was a human standing there. I'm Paul's girlfriend. We're spending Christmas with his family. Oh, right. Yeah, she rubs it in that they're yeah. going to his parents' house or something for Christmas. Well, well. so yeah. before she shows up, did you both feel very awkward because uh, Stacy was like, oh, oh, hi, Paul. Remember last Christmas? And he was like, mm, how can I forget? And she was oh, like, yeah. when we spent that time in that cabin together. And I was like, wow. I was thinking about <laughs> thinking about that time in that cabin in Vermont last year. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, I was thinking about it," and I was like, Ooh. "I was just thinking about that." Yeah, and in the shower. Yeah, and then his girlfriend comes out and like plunders his mouth with her tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird. It's really and then she's weird. like, "Who is this?" And, and she like introduces herself, and she's like, "Surely he must have mentioned me," and she's like, "No." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the girlfriend's like, like, no, should he have should he have talked about you? Stacy, was it? And then he's like, Yeah, Stacy and I dated for a little bit. And it's like, okay, well, three years isn't like nothing. Yeah, it's it's clear it's made very clear from the get that Paul has moved on. Yeah. Mm. Clearly this relationship was not as meaningful to Paul as it was to Stacy, and I think Stacy's better off. Well, yeah. Uh what was it? And that I is the last time we see Paul. Bye, Paul. Bye, Paul. Jimmy, I think it was you that said it while we were watching the movie. Uh, didn't he look like um, Neville Longbottom? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, this dude shows up and I was like, is that Neville Longbottom? And then he's just gone. But I looked it up and it's not Neville Longbottom. Okay, okay. I mean, Hit. I see why you would be hung up over him, though. I mean, he's he's hot now. Yeah, he's hot now. That's the thing. Neville he's Longbottom? That, he's got that yeah. long bottom. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I didn't really register this guy. The Okay. It's fine, I guess. The thing that I that I'm realizing now, and uh, Stacy has a type. I think is what we what oh, we what we're yeah. supposed to get from the interaction with Paul. And yeah, that he type does look like the prince. Later is on. extremely forgettable men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like men who extremely, defy object permanence. Extremely forgettable, almost but not quite redheaded men. Yeah, dirty, dirty blondes. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. And men, where as soon as they leave the room, they may as well have died. <laughs> was that? Was there somebody else was there here? Somebody talking? I don't know. Oh, I feel like I, I was just having a conversation with somebody. It must have just been the wind. Um, and so, so the girl, Paul's new girlfriend, asks Stacy. It's like in video games where you shoot some random guard and then hide, and they're like, "What was that?" They've got like an arrow sticking out of their head. They're like, "Huh, must have been my imagination." That's what this guy is like. <laughs> Uh, so, so I think it's I think it's Paul's no, it's it's Paul, not Paul's girlfriend. Asked Stacy, "So, what are you doing for Christmas?" And Stacy's like, "Oh, I got big plans for Christmas. I'm doing I'm doing a lot with my life. I'm good, Paul, and I'm not hung up on you. Uh, I'm gonna go to this baking competition in Belgravia, and yeah. I'm gonna win a trophy." And that's like all it took for her to completely change her mind—a total 180. Like, yeah, <laughs> she was going to not go to this competition because she has to bake these cookies for Chicago City Hall or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this is a full two minutes after saying, nope, sorry, I can't do Christmas anymore because I'm so in love with my ex, Paul. Oof. You remember, Paul? I don't remember. Uh, and the next So it's really, this entire movie is motivated by her desire for revenge against Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I guess, yeah. Oh, but she has the last laugh in the end. He didn't marry a prince. That's true. He wishes he did. He wishes. 
so that the very next shot after her saying that is the plane landing in Belgravia. How far away from Chicago is Belgravia? How long a flight is that? Because they arrive in a 12-seater prop plane. Oh, yeah. Presumably, they flew into some major international airport and then took a a second flight, at least. So either the country of Belgravia does not have an international airport or this baking competition that's supposedly the most important baking competition in Belgravia... Well, and it's international, too, because the other competitors are, like, from Germany and from, um, is it Bel Air? Beverly Hills. Yeah, Beverly Hills, you know, the other United States. Uh, and, And so either they don't have an international airport or the most important baking competition that they have is in some, like, backwoods town and not the capital of Belgravia where the palace is. where the peasants live i guess some or or maybe they just charter super fuel efficient tiny ass planes for international flights yeah this this movie actually takes place in the future where we have new and untapped technologies that allow tiny planes to fly all over the world ah i see that's actually it was a flying car is what we were saying yeah (laughs) that had wings that's that's pretty neat actually if you think about it that way uh it's then, powered by a mr fusion uh oh and not only did they fly out stacy they flew out kevin and olivia because olivia mm-hmm. can come too i guess well where else is she gonna go i could have stayed with her mom it seemed like kevin had Ouch. full custody that's i mean yeah that's it, it does seem that way but she's not like the it's not like kevin doesn't have friends the... yeah the mom's not in the movie she's mentioned once but yeah but it's not like it's not like there aren't other people in kevin's life surely there can't be apparently not he's been apparently pining after this woman this entire time no he hasn't is the thing yeah he hasn't just two days changed that he so he says he says at one point uh right around this point in the movie he says that he and stacy have been best friends for 12 years since high school and uh, he no, because Olivia asks. Uh, so they they get to Belgravia, they get to their their B and B or whatever. And uh, Olivia asks, "Hey, why don't you and Stacy hook up?" And Kevin goes, "Well, we're best friends. There's just not a spark." Uh, and Olivia says, "Well, maybe you just haven't been trying hard enough." And Kevin goes, "Well, you you're a nine year old." Please force this relationship so I can have a mom. <laughs> right? Yeah. And Kevin's like, "Well, you're nine, so what do you know?" So we we get an introduction to the Belgravian town square where the one thing that stood out to me was the carolers. Did either of you notice this? Yeah, you thought they were creepy. What about them? So there's there's a group of carolers. There's like five people caroling in the middle of this town square. And the lady on the far left has the widest smile, like showing all of her teeth. Like, no, wow, I didn't recognize wow, this. caroling, I guess. And she's staring directly at the camera. And it is a long no, shot where I she is doing this. this. And it must have just been the best take that they got or something because they left it in the movie. But it was really unsettling. Uh, Welcome to my Christmas village, young Yeah, traveler. it had that vibe. Might I interest you in our many wares? Why and so, you stay a while? And so they're in the town square now and they're they're looking around Belgravia for the first time. This, this wonderful two-block square country of Belgravia. <laughs> It has and, one Christmas village, and yep. that's it. Uh, yep, yep, that's it. 
And that Christmas village includes uh, a stall run by the creepy old guy from earlier in the movie. And Stacy's like, wait a second. Didn't I see... Were you in Chicago? Were you in Chicago week last week? And he goes, how would it have been possible in this world for me to ever have been in Chicago last week? That's the most <laughs> impossible thing I've ever heard. Everyone it's- knows it takes 80 days to go around <laughs> the world. And I was like, well, airplanes, that's how. Yeah, and also, that's- she was in Chicago last week. Like, it's not impossible. Clearly. Yeah, it's a weird line. It's really strange. It's meant to be like whimsical Christmas magic, but like... Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the deal is supposed to be with this guy that he's just like... Because usually in movies like this, it's clearly like Santa. Sure. That's my theory. I think he is Santa. Agent of Santa. But this is just like some random old guy who doesn't even look remotely like Santa. Right. Yeah, that's true. He kind of just says like cutesy sayings to her right where he's like um oh, he was quotes thing? the beatles yeah he's like you know hey, all, Lennon, at least. all you need is love <laughs> so, some people say that a plan is just uh what happens when life is supposed to something oh yeah he's like life is what happens between plans or something like yeah, that. yeah something like that he says he says some dumb shit that well doesn't you know matter. what they say in chicago yeah. I am the walrus. Goo-goo-goo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, so we meet the creepy old guy again. Uh, and they go back to, uh, oh, pardon me. They, they meet the creepy old guy before going to their B&B. Yeah. So they show up at their B&B and it is, whoever like put effort into this B&B put in a lot of effort. Yeah. Because this is, is the most like festive building i've ever seen in my life the halls have been thoroughly decked in this building oh they decked the shit out of these halls they have like every single room has its own like tiny christmas tree there's like metal snowflakes on just like the support beams it's like this rustic like whitewashed cabin it's it's absolutely beautiful stuff it is stunning for the three people who are only there for four days for $4,000 a night, you too can stay at this beautiful Christmas-themed Airbnb. Uh, that's that's when uh, Kevin and Olivia have the conversation about Stacy. And uh, they, I guess they have to prepare to go to the studio, which is called Wembley, which is a Wembley. stadium. It's a football stadium, It's a football it? stadium. Yeah. And I kept expecting I kept them to be like in me. England. But no, they're in Belgravia, and it's a TV studio. So they have to go to Wembley, but not that Wembley, and it was very confusing. Different Wembley also with TV. Yeah, I guess. Why, I'm not really sure. They knew that that was the name of something. Or not with TV, actually, because there weren't any cameras on right. this, this show. <laughs> yeah. They show up at this, this uh, like kitchen studio. Uh, this pretty standard like TV competition, like baking place yeah it's, it's, it looks like any other food network baking competition yeah. set right like there's there's stoves there's counters there's stand mixers on every counter Mm-mm, they had to bring their own stand mixers not i guess that's important later sorry i'm eating a chocolate important now jeez wow wow very <laughs> professional i'm so sorry uh yeah oh no i guess they did have to bring some of their own equipment huh so 
they then then they meet. Did any of you write down this woman's name? The the evil baker, the villain, uh, Brianna is her Brianna. name. Oh yeah, according to Wikipedia, they run into Brianna, who I guess Stacy knows from culinary school. And Brianna won the competition last year and is back this year. And Stacy says something along the lines of Brianna did very well in school because of her How personality or something. Yeah. She insinuated that she slept with all the instructors. Yeah. Yeah. What was that line? So so Brianna says something to the to the tune of like um the the professors appreciated my work ethic or something and then stacy says oh yeah like that time you sauced professor kendall's berries yeah yeah that was the line i just like did a double take when i hear that like you can put that in a christmas movie yeah i that that's the thing netflix christmas movies i think could get a lot saucier because it's netflix so like who gives a fuck but like berries yeah my theory is, so I asked Tyler this before we watched the movie. I was like, so is this a kid's movie kind of like Princess Diaries is meant to be? And he was like, no, it's not. It's like for adults and stuff. And I think that they are trying way too hard to do that, to like get it to be for adults by doing things like, ooh, we're going to. Oh, here's a oh, euphemism. Here's a sex joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much it the felt- Hallmark Channel like way of being sexy. Mm-hmm. It felt very out of place, though. Mm-hmm. Like, the rest of this movie is pretty, like, PG at most. Yeah. Exactly. Anything nearing sexuality or referring to sexuality feels out of place in this romance movie. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. In this movie about several people falling in love simultaneously, it is amazingly sexless. <laughs> So at this point, uh, Brianna... I will say to Kevin's major disappointment later on. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. Poor Kevin. Uh, in response to the sauce to his berries line, Brianna spills something, like coffee or something, on Stacy's apron. The worst place you could ever spill something. Oh, no. An apron? That's not supposed to get Falling. stuff on it. Gross. <laughs> So Stacy goes off to get a new apron and uh, she's she's heading to a, a green room, I guess, or like a room. I think she's going to go clean it. Oh, she's going to go clean it. So she's heading to some place that has sinks and not. Which is not the the studio specifically set up for a baking competition. Right. And she bumps into somebody and knocks their glasses off. And this is where the movie actually starts, in my opinion, because she picks up the glasses, she hands them to the owner of the glasses, and she looks at her own face. Gasp! And she comes face to face with Princess Margaret, or pardon me, Duchess Margaret of... Yeah, not a princess. I want to make that emphatically clear. Not right, a not a princess. Still no a one is a princess in this movie she's, so far. She's a Duchess of Montenero, and she's also played by Vanessa Hudgens. Yep. Oops, all Vanessa Hudgens. And they do that thing where they look at each other and they look at a mirror that has what? both of them in it. And then they look back to each other. And they're exact they look exactly the same. And they go, Hey, you look like me. What do you what what are you doing with what are you doing with my face there, bud? <laughs> what you doing with my face? This is weird. Hey pal, that's that's my face. Um So why... how can you have that face? Oh, I had like a great great cousin who 
Cecil, who fled to the U.S. in exile. Oh yeah, years no, ago. So, so we get so we get this explanation. All this happens within like thirty seconds, where they meet, and uh, the Duchess asks Stacy, like, "Wait a second, who are you?" And Stacy says, "Oh, I'm here for the baking competition. I was just going to go clean my apron. Who are you?" And Margaret goes, "Oh, I'm Duchess Margaret. I'm the prince's fiance. His family is." hosting the tournament and she goes okay cool nice to meet you bye and like turns around and then margaret goes uh you said you were a baker and then explains this long convoluted thing about how she wants to consult a baker for the wedding cake because her wedding to the prince prince edward is in like a week yeah it's days away it's on christmas i think is what it is right i don't remember probably it might as well, it might as well be and so stacy goes Sure, person who looks exactly like me that I'm not going to ask questions about. Why not? I'll meet you after lunch. And so we cut to, boop, after lunch, they're meeting up, and it's the Duchess's assistant, Mrs. Donatelli, who gives <sighs> that exact... Go, go ahead and give give the explanation again, Jimmy, of how this could possibly have happened. The two people have the same face. So they they like go into their like full family histories, but it's like kind of vague. It's like, yeah, I think I had a cousin named something is like Stacy like the their names like DeNovo was like a variant of Denofrio or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a it's like a fourth cousin twice removed yeah, like, married somebody the in America. Cousin was like exiled cousin Cecil. And then fled to the U.S. where he probably settled down with someone, apparently, who might very well be, like, a relative of yours. That explains, that's the only explanation why you have the same face. And not just because people look similar sometimes. Honestly, I totally missed that whole explanation. Like, it, it just was went quick. straight over my head. It was quick, because there, there's no introduction of the, the person who's giving that explanation either. I only know her name is Mrs. Donatelli because of later on in the movie, like 20 minutes later, finally Stacy says her name. And I think that's the first time that we say the name of this character who's been in the movie for 20 minutes and is like not a minor yeah. character either. She's fairly no, she's prominent. A, yeah, she's a main, a major, not like a main character, but a definite like the side character. She has many speaking lines. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just not introduced. She just... Is in the world all of a she sudden. She just appears. Anyway, she's a towering brick house of a woman. <laughs> did uh, you kind of apparently... think that... Sorry. Did you kind of think that she and Frank were going to get together, though, in the end? Oh, did yes. You the prince's driver. Yeah, yeah. I, I did think that they were going to get together. Absolutely. Maybe a little bit. They don't. Spoiler. Oh. No. Um, but we were like, why is Brienne of Tarth in this movie as the princess's or the duchess's, like... Whatever she is, maybe. she's like a she's like a personal assistant, yeah, Adjutant. like an aide. Aide. Uh, her name, her first name, I looked up is Panny. P- Sorry, P A N I, Panny. She's Panny Donatelli. Sorry, Panny Donatelli. Panny Donatelli. That's not a name. Mrs. Donatelli, Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. <laughs> uh, so Panny Donatelli. Uh, she she gives this whole explanation, and then Margaret says, "Okay, look, regardless of the reason that we." look alike i'm getting married to the prince in a week and i want to switch places with you want to swap lives <laughs> yeah she goes so this was an arranged marriage i've met the prince twice 
I'm sure he's fine. Like, I'm going to go through with it because we have a duty to our country. But I want to know what, quote, being a normal girl feels like. Just a normal, your average, everyday, run-of-the-mill girl from Chicago who owns her own restaurant in downtown. And gets invited to bake cookies for ta- for the city For hall international competitions. And for international competitions. Yeah. yeah. Arguably one of the more prominent cake makers in America. Probably, yeah. Sounds like it. Uh, also, yeah, okay. So they keep playing the, up the, the idea that she is like a normal woman. So what would yeah. you estimate her like net worth is? Half a, half a million, easily. At least oh, at a least. million. At least. Yeah, at least a million, probably. I mean, you if think? you include her business. Oh, that's true. That's true. Including the business? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. At least a million, for sure. The business is the spitting image of like every single, well, before pandemic, every single restaurant in Portland that has opened recently. It's that yeah. very sort of um, warehouse sort of modern look. Yeah, pretty so, hipster. It's, it's hipster. Yeah. It's a hipster bakery. Stuff. Yeah. So this this girl is raking in cash. Right. But compared to a duchess, that might seem normal. Yeah. Step down, even. Step down. All right. So so Margaret's whole plan is that they switch for two days so that Margaret can get a look at normal life before being shackled to Prince Edward for eternity. <laughs> and Stacy is just like, what the fuck? No, I'm not doing that. And then the duchess is like, what if you're... Your friend Olivia uh, goes to Belgravia's acclaimed summer ballet program. Oh, right. That's the other thing we strings. didn't establish. Olivia is really into ballet, apparently. And Olivia's there, and she sees the Nutcracker Ballet being performed. And the concept of a summer program for ballerinas is introduced. By the creepy old guy, come to think of it. Oh, we're weaving all this together. are looking at ballerinas, old man? What? Yeah. And so, and so. Yeah, how does he know so much about fifth grade ballerinas? <laughs> that's a great question that I don't want to know the answer to. So Stacy goes like, "Okay, so if you sponsor Olivia's summer camp, I will switch places with you for two days. I will agree to this bonkers plan. Right, this horrible, horrible plan. I'm trying to prepare for this competition, but sure, I will be you for a week instead of preparing for this like life changing international competition. Yeah." Yeah, meanwhile, Margaret is prepping for her wedding and doesn't want to. So she's like, well, let's just, eh, I'm just going to fucking not do that, I guess. Put it into someone else's hands. Yeah, here's stranger, you plan my wedding. So they agree to do this and cue the montage literally straight. The training montage literally straight out of Princess Diaries. Yep. Like pretty much shot for shot. Learning how to walk. It It is just shots of the two of them walking across the camera in different ways. Yep. And like um, laughing, <laughs> accent classes, yep. uh, uh, teaching each other how to say "opip pip cheerio," because the the Duchess is very like supposed to sound like British. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's very it's bad. It's 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 just what an American would do if you were like, "Hey, sound posh and British." Yeah, you know, like Europeans. Universally, thank you. Yes, I would would love to clear my schedule for you. Oh yes, hello, welcome to my palace. No, you're going. Welcome to Amazon.co.uk. Yeah, really, really, my place in your shopping trolley. (laughs) (laughs) 
really my posh British accent is just uh, Maximilian Pegasus. Hey, Yugi boy. <laughs> Yugi boy, what if we switch places for a week? <laughs> now that would be a movie I would watch. <laughs> that would be an amazing movie. Everyone's just kind of like pretending they don't see this like 30-year-old man in his child school uniform. <laughs> He's got a wig on with Yugi's hair. <laughs> God, can you imagine Pegasus with Yugi's hair? Someone He's just draw got this, the please. huge orange spikes, and then like out from underneath his his like waist length silver mane. <laughs> mm, Joseph, I do believe that we shall play a duel of monsters. Oh yes, I must trust in the heart of the cards. Isn't that what you say? I mean, I say all the time. <laughs> Uh yeah, what's the? They also um they swap phone cases, which was a really oh, weird yeah, scene. Oh yeah, that was funny. And it was strange because they swap phone cases. They apparently own identical phones. That's lucky. That's very lucky. And then they do this thing too with the phone case, but with other things. Where like she's showing her like, oh okay, this is Kevin and this is Olivia, and like she's like, oh okay, these are my parents or whatever. It's like catch them up on their lives. Yeah. And they do that thing where it's your coworker who comes into your office on like Monday morning, and you're like, God damn it, Carol, I just have so much work to do. And she's like, look at my cat's birthday party, and you have to be like, oh. Oh, that's adorable. Oh, wonderful. Oh, Are you yeah. saying you don't want to look at Great. a cat's birthday party? Because I do. Do you know what I mean, yeah. though? It's like, there's a, it's there... very fake. Like, oh, how cute. <laughs> there's a really telling moment, too, because it's Stacy showing Margaret photos of, of just like stuff on her phone. And she goes, oh, here's Kevin. Here's what Kevin looks like. Here's his daughter, Olivia. And Margaret's like, oh, oh. And then she cuts to, it's a photo of the bakery. And she goes, and there's there's my bakery. And then it just cuts to Margaret's face being like, wow, you made that? And Stacey's like, like yeah. Yeah. The, and she's like, bakery? oh, impressive. And it's like, a bakery? I'm also an architect. Did you, you swipe to a cake? Or <laughs> like, what, what did we what? miss here? Um, I wrote about this whole like training scene yeah. in my notes. And I just put, it's Princess Diaries and pain. Yeah. Yep. This was a very like secondhand embarrassment for me, this part. It was incredibly awkward. So then they're like, all right, that's all we need to know about each other to switch lives. Well, bye. And fool oh. some of our some of the people who are closest to us. Oh, and Stacy yeah. gets a haircut. That's the other thing. She has to cut her hair short because um Margaret's hair is short. She has like a like a bob haircut where Stacy mm-hmm. has hers in a ponytail. Stacy again, and this is a thing that will come up again in the next scene, does not do anything spontaneously but Never. is about to switch her entire life with a stranger and get a haircut. Yeah, for like Just no for reason. Like there wasn't anything like huge that happened in her life that like would precipitate this, I guess except for seeing Paul again for uh, one second. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and maybe maybe she's just so moved at the prospect of paying for Olivia's summer camp. Yeah, I guess so. Who knows? Because there's no way that a person with that pitiful amount of money running their own bakery could afford a summer camp. I don't think that she pays Kevin super well, I think is the thing. Yeah. Because Olivia's like, oh, dad, can we see how much uh, the summer camp costs? And without even hesitating, Kevin goes, you know, we can't afford it. Like, yeah, he doesn't even, it could be, it could be 10 bucks a month. Kevin? He's like, meh, oh, I don't know. That's too expensive. Is Kevin okay? Kevin's not okay. She also does not treat Kevin well. No. Why is he friends with her? That's what I want to know. 
They've been friends for 12 years, apparently. So maybe this is one of those things where it's like, I don't know. She's my oldest friend by default. So yeah, it's like how Jimmy feels about me. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of put up with this. (laughs) (laughs) You're my sous chef. Oh, there it is. I'm your hot best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So somebody's going to switch place with Jimmy and then you're going to get married. And it will be a completely flawless disguise. You won't notice anything. Wow. Um, Oh, yeah. And this is also supposed to work because the prince is not even in the country. Oh, that's right. He's going to Spain for two days for some foreign affairs Affairs conference. What could possibly go wrong? Well, Lauren, I'm glad you asked. Uh, So uh, Margaret leaves to go meet up with Kevin and Olivia. Stacy is in Margaret's room doing, again, another Princess Diaries thing where she's browsing the closet and, like, trying on hats and doing a silly accent because she's alone. And there's a knock at the door, and who should it be but the prince? Prince Edward, which is, like, the most generic prince name. It's, yeah, it it might as well be Prince Boring. (laughs) I I mentioned this when we were watching the movie, but Prince Edward... After the first scene he's in, I, I messaged the group and was like, Prince Edward is like the human equivalent of the windowless cinder block room I took my SATs in. There's just yeah. nothing interesting about this guy. And like, Ugh. it's not like he's bad looking, right? Like, it's not it's not like he's unattractive, he's but he's he's fine. But he's just aggressively boring. He should have gone to Specsavers, though. He was squinting a lot. He was very movie. squinty. Um, also, this is another one that I wrote down. Okay. My things. All right, here it is. This is a joke. I said the prince looks like someone tried to remake Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> oh. Or, or like combine Ryan Reynolds and Benedict Cumberbatch. And also, I think he needs glasses. <laughs> it was a bad Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah. See what I did there? It does ba- kind of look like the midpoint between those two actors. Yeah. yeah. It really does. With, but with like the smoothing factor like filed up a little bit. Like the top. So he doesn't of his really face. look like either of them. The top of his face is Ryan Reynolds, and the bottom of his face is Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> he kind of just looks like, like a default character from a Call of Duty game. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like you load up the character creator, and it's just like generic white dude. <laughs> All middle yeah. sliders. Yeah. Yeah. So and the, the f- which is like, which is I think a funny juxtaposition for this film because Kevin is so hot. Kevin is. Kevin is like crazy hot. Amazingly attractive. And she's just like so mean to him. And then there's this like boring prince and it, okay. <laughs> of nothing. So, so, okay. So he looks like a default person. The, the first thing that he says to her is, uh, yeah, I was going to go to Spain, but I decided to move my schedule around. And I. Sorry, move his schedule. Schedule. They say schedule. A lot. Aggressively. In this film. Uh, and he goes, you know, I, I usually hate adjusting my schedule. Because uh, what 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 is the exact line? It's something like um, like life without a schedule is just a series of mistakes waiting to happen or something. It's like I you don't you remember better, that at all. Like like make a plan or fucking die is basically the saying that he says. Well, and we forgot to mention the context of this. So he shows up like late at night when she's in her dressing gown and she's put oh, on yeah. a funny hat from the closet. Right, right, right. And he's, and he's like, like, oh, was I interrupting? Yeah. He has an- he's knocked on her door and she's in a dressing gown. 
I'd completely forgotten about this. And then she was like, no, 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 it's <laughs> This fine. guy is the uh, human equivalent of the SCP anti-memetics <laughs> division, which is a secret that's so secret that you immediately forget that you ever knew it in the first place. Except instead of a secret, it's just boring. It's just this guy. <laughs> it's just a guy. And and so she's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's just my getting ready for bed hat. You know, it's it's normal. And then he does the thing about the schedule, and she goes, oh, my God, I know exactly what you mean. I hate moving around my schedule. Uh, if if you don't have a plan, what the fuck are you even doing with even your life? Even though I just swapped my entire life with a complete stranger. And then and then she she gives him the hallmark dreamy eyes. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh my god, this guy loves calendars the same way I love calendars. They got horny for an itinerary. <laughs> They're horny for itineraries yeah, in this that's movie. Just they did. Amy from Brooklyn Nine Nine at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and they have this moment of like, oh wow, we really like calendars. Oh, huh, maybe we hmm. have something in common. Is this oh. a is this a love connection? I better, better put falling in love huh? into my hmm. into my schedule, my schedule. And then he's he... just squinting at her. Yeah, well, he squints at her because he forgot his glasses. Um, and then he quotes the little prince in French oh, to yeah. her in reference to the calendar. And it's like, okay. Right. Also, it's I mean... It's me, I'm the little prince. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's like, I mean, okay, the little prince is like a good book, but it's not particularly obscure. Like, lots of people know lines from the little prince, but she acts like it's like the most amazing unique thing she's ever heard yeah she gasps a little bit and yeah. she goes, oh, the little prince the little prince it's like yeah that's a pretty famous book though yeah well you know everybody's got a thing hers is calendars and the little prince she's like oh hot prince guy and so then he leaves and he's like okay good night i'm staying i changed my schedule because i just realized i'm getting married and so i should probably focus on that instead of some random thing happening in spain and then and then she says something like no you should still go to spain though and then he goes, <laughs> okay, and then leaves. Yeah. And also, Awful I'd guy. like to say, that is also the most personality we get from her as well. Oh, from Stacy as yes. Margaret? Well, yeah. just from Stacy in general. Yeah. These are the things I know about Stacy. She's mean to Kevin. Mm-hmm. She bakes. Mm-hmm. She likes little prints and schedules. It's kind of like her whole personality. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that we know about her. Oh, she used to date Paul. Oh, that's right, Paul. Oh yeah, Paul. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Um. So that scene ends, and then we cut to the next morning, which is breakfast with Edward's parents. Mm-hmm. And so Stacy, as Margaret, walks in and tries to pretend to be Margaret with the king and queen of Belgravia, just casually having breakfast. And suddenly, Edward walks in, and she goes, "Why are you still here, Sir Prince?" And he reveals that even though he said for a second time that he would be going to Spain, he changed his mind again. And he's actually going to stay and he's inviting Margaret, well, Stacy Margaret. In my notes, I've written down Stacy Marg. There's Stacy Marg and Marg Stacy. So Stacy Marg, who is Stacy pretending to be Margaret, he invites her. Helpful. Yeah, she, he invites her to a ball mm-hmm. that is being held that night. It's a charity fundraiser event for the orphanage no because there's families there's families there a shelter a shelter of some kind Mm. uh and that they do every year and it's this big fancy to do uh and he is inviting her uh as his date because they are betrothed she goes (laughs) because they are in fact fiancés right 
And she goes, yeah, okay, uh, great. But is like clearly starting to panic because she doesn't want to go to a ball and accidentally be found out. Then, Meanwhile. No, then he wants to take her riding. He wants to go horseback riding with her. And he gives her a tiara to wear. Yeah. So oh, yeah. This like giant diamond encrusted tiara. And she's like, uh-huh, okay, cool. Uh-huh, mm-hmm, yep. Just, everything's great. This is all stellar. This is great. And she walks away to go get ready for horseback riding. And the king. Was it weird too that she also, that she didn't try it on the tiara? All of it was weird. Okay. Yeah. That was a very awkward scene. It was, it was just, and it's, it's at a dining table and they're standing on opposite ends of this dining table, like, like short ways, just talking to each other from like five feet apart. Oh yeah. Not moving. And then she goes, I will leave now and turns around and walks directly away from him. (laughs) <laughs> like just no no preamble or anything just like all right bye i guess i'm taking this box see ya you know, we keep going over this and now i think i feel bad for the prince he's yeah. clearly like more dedicated the, to this relationship than yeah was immediately assumed i feel a little bit bad for the prince but also like the because of the stuff that margaret said earlier about like we're gonna go through with the wedding because it's our duty to go through with the wedding i kind of feel like actual margaret is also gonna put in that much effort and it's just because Stacy is like not the real Duchess that this is weird for anybody, right? I would hope so. Yeah, but I I think it's clear that Margaret doesn't like him from the beginning. Margaret doesn't know, or him. doesn't want to try to like him. Yeah. Yeah, they have met twice before getting engaged. Right. What does she describe him as? She's like the prince is fine, but he's very boring. No, she says like. Oh, reserved, formal. formal, yeah. Which and is, he is. Yeah, and he is. But he's like also a prince. He's so. also a prince. That's a thing. That's a thing that princes do sometimes. Yeah, they have yeah, to be. Yeah, they are literally raised in royalty. What do you want from this guy? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so the king is watching that whole awkward exchange with the tiara, and he tells his driver, uh, who we learn is named Frank DeLuca. Frank. Frank. Uh, and he tells Frank to keep an eye on Stacy Marg. Because she's acting different with scare quotes. And then Frank says different, also in scare quotes. Like he walks <laughs> away and then Frank like squints into the middle distance and is like different. Different. <laughs> just in very case. much like, hmm. Yeah, just in case we didn't get the word the first time, you really had to reiterate it there. Meanwhile. Now, meanwhile, yes. Back Margaret the as Stacy. Right. Stacy Mark. No, this is that was Stacy Marg. That this was is Marg Stacy. Marg Stacy. This okay. Let's. Just, I, it was more <laughs> helpful. In my I don't think it's helpful now. Of princesses, <laughs> right? Mar- Margaret as Stacy is trying to make breakfast, and she's made like three pancakes successfully, but it has everything else on fire. Yeah, the the toast is literally burned and sending smoke up. So and then Olivia comes downstairs. Olivia and Lauren, comes, comes downstairs, sees Lauren, this, this scene. Lauren, this this scene was one of your favorites because you immediately were like, "Oh, the kid's gonna." I know. I was like, "The kid's gonna know right away." And sure enough, she comes downstairs and is like, "You never burn anything." Yeah, yeah and she, she's like, looks to her and looks at the burned toast and looks to her and is like, "Hey, why don't we do our super secret uh, handshake that only we know?" <laughs> Which she, like, successfully does, though. Yeah, but then she puts the weird A on it. This is the other thing about Margaret 
that we didn't say earlier, Margaret has decided that to be to, to act American only takes two things. Finger guns and saying super. Yeah, saying super a lot. <laughs> super. super. To be fair, that's pretty American. <laughs> super. Jimmy did finger guns. Nobody Oh can yeah, see for it. the listener at home, those were finger guns. There. Thanks. That helped. They were pretty super. <laughs> And so, so she does the secret handshake, but then adds finger guns and like a Fonzie, like, hey, onto it. And Olivia's like, okay, let's. Hey, what's going on here? Let's eat out, I guess. We'll go to the restaurant. You know, the one in the square. Apparently there's only there's one only restaurant, one restaurant well. in the whole country. In this country. But Margaret doesn't know about it, apparently. She's like, plays dumb or something. She's like, what, what restaurant? What are you talking about? In my country? Right. <laughs> Well, she's not. She's not from Belgravia. Oh, that's no. right. She's from Montenegro. Yeah. Right? Is that right? Mont. Mon- I don't know. Monte. Montezuma's mm. revenge. Montezuma's revenge. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, what happens next? Montenaro. I'm sorry. My- Montenaro. Thank yeah. you. So Olivia leaves, and Stacy calls Margaret. Uh, oh, right, because Stacy is now panicking about the ball that's going to happen mm-hmm. that night. So Stacy calls Margaret. Margaret has left the room, not not Olivia. Margaret has left the room and left her phone there, which you would think would be rule number one if you are pretending to be someone else is don't leave your phone sitting around. But her phone is sitting there, and Olivia picks up the phone and sees in the caller ID that someone named Stacy is calling. That's weird. Why would Stacy be calling Stacy? Stacy. 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 It's an office reference for anyone who cares. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we cut back to, to Stacy pretending to be Margaret. The call drops. Frank creeps up behind Stacy pretending to be Margaret, going, Oh, trouble with your phone, m'lady? Why don't you use my phone? And he's being really weird weird. about offering his phone. He's like reaching into his pocket really slowly. Uh, And then, (laughs) and then Mrs. Donatelli shows up and is like, "Uh, no, her phone works just fine. It's, it's fine. Frank, go away. Beat it, Frank. And she goes, actually, Frank, here, take take this laundry. Down to the kitchen. No, it was the laundry first. (laughs) Yeah, it was the laundry first time. Joke whenever uh, the, what's, what's her name? Monticelli. Donatelli. Donatelli. Like the, Miss, like the Ninja Turtle. Like the Ninja, tur- Ninja Turtle. Whenever Donatello uh, <laughs> it just keeps handing off more and more chores for Frank to do to like get him out of the picture. Yeah, like I guess Frank is kind of like the wet bandits of this movie. Like he's <laughs> ostensibly one of the villains, but he just keeps getting like pranked in weird ways. Yeah, and he's one like of those trying ways to is... find out various threats to the monarchy. Like... Things are like destab could de- destabilize his entire job in government, and he just keeps like getting laundry or like dirty dishes to take to the kitchen. Yeah, he's um he is the like slapstick comedy of the movie though. Yeah, he is. He's the comedic relief in like a weird way, and it's not funny either. No. So, uh, okay, so so Stacy's saved. She walks to the stables. Uh, she's she's dressed now in her riding gear. Prince Edward looks over to see Stacy and she's Slow-mo. walking in. Yeah. Why did this happen? Is it just because he's like, 
he's really into a woman in writing gear. Yeah, he's really turned on by writing clothes. He it's like this, it's like Baywatch or something. Woman in yeah. Pants. What's there to what's there to question? But they're not even sexy riding clothes. They're just like regular riding clothes. Like they didn't even sex them up. You know what I mean? Right. They are doing like a Baywatch thing with it though, and it's weird. Yeah, she Baywatch walks in, I guess, convincingly, and, and then he's like, "All right, here's the and then she's like, let's go riding." And she realizes all of a sudden, "Oh wait, I don't actually know how to ride a horse." There well, no, is no realized... way a woman with that much money has never ridden a horse before. <laughs> <laughs> she realizes it earlier, actually, because he's like, oh, I think we we could go riding. And she's like, oh, riding? And he's like, oh, I thought you liked riding. And she's like, no, it's fine. You put it on your schedule, so I guess we'll go riding. <laughs> like, she really <laughs> yeah. can't Apparently do anything the outside of this. Apparently is like a competitive horseback rider. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Margaret's like a champion rider. Uh, and so she makes some joke about how the horses of Montanaro are smaller, <laughs> like they're shorter yeah. horses there. Uh, and all she... the Titanic horses that we have in this stable, which is also the biggest and nicest stable I've ever seen. Yeah, and they're big the horses. Has like sh- they're big horses, and the stable has chandeliers. It does. It has chandeliers. Yeah, very fancy. And a well, balcony. It's royal. The royal stable. Fucking guess, yeah. So um, she she goes to get on a horse, and this was one of the like like this this movie gave me a few genuine laughs. This was one of them where she goes, she puts her foot in the stirrup, and jumps over the horse. <laughs> yeah, she goes up and over the horse and down onto the ground on the other side. Lands on her head on the other side, flips over, and the prince has to help her up. Oh darn! He has to put his his boring hands on her. <laughs> on her waist and lift her gently into the air it's fine it's supposed to be a romantic moment it just kind of yeah yeah. it's like oh she's the the goofy klutz instead of the majestic princess or whatever it's just like that trope yeah Yeah. that's one of my biggest pet peeves is like when people are like oh she's so clumsy isn't that adorable uh and then they go for a ride in the snow this is nice this is also the, like one of the only times in this movie we see actual snow. Because for the rest of the yeah. movie, it has That's the true. most fake-ass snow I've ever seen in my life. It's those soap flakes or whatever. Yeah, There's a is, snowman outside snow. their Airbnb that I swear looked like it was made out of like popcorn ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I, I just kind of accepted that as being a fake snowman. Yeah. I, was that supposed to be real? I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm wondering. I thought it was supposed to be real. Maybe it's just Maybe. like a generic snowman like decoration. Decor- yeah, decoration. Yeah. I kind of just read that as being a fake. Maybe it was supposed to be real, though. <laughs> wow. This movie really messing with our sense is, of reality. Yeah, this is really... Well, it's going to get worse. So they, they go for a ride in the snow. They stop and they look at this hillside view. And the prince says this is where he goes to, you know, get away from it all, to, to relax and unwind. And so Stacy asks, like, well, do you have to get away? A lot. And he goes, well, yeah, you know, like dealing with ambassadors and foreign politics and all that. Like it, it can be a lot. And he goes, but I, that's not something that you should and be worrying like, oh, about. Oh, that sounds interesting. I'd like to learn more about it. Yeah. And he's like, no, that's not something that you should be worrying about. Tell me more and about she goes, geopolitics. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you don't want to tell me because you think I'm a dummy. And he goes, no, no, because you have a wedding to plan. And she goes, oh, so because I'm a woman. Right, like I'll go polish my tiara then, huh? 
And he's like, no, that's not like what I meant. And but it, by that point, it's too late. Like she yeah. starts writing off, uh, and he realizes that he said something dumb. So they have established. Yeah. He also has to help her off the horse before this, though. And oh, like, that's right. They get off the horses to have this I, conversation. It's not. I don't know. Like it's not that hard to get off a horse. <laughs> She's already done it once, pretty successfully. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you like, let gravity do a lot of the work. I don't know. It's not that. Uh, anyway. It's just a weird juxtaposition for for me because she's like, oh, help me down from this horse, handsome prince. I can't do it myself. And then she's like, what? So I'm a woman and I can't do it. And it's like, pick one. <laughs> like, Pick a lane, Stacy. Yeah, come on, Stacy. And so, so Stacy rides back. She gets back. We cut to several hours later, it seems like. And she gets a call from Margaret. And Margaret is at a restaurant with Olivia. And she's on the phone. And she goes, so guess who found out our whole secret? Olivia. And then Olivia takes the phone. She goes, hey, <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> I, a child, revealed this instantly. You're lucky my dad's an idiot. <laughs> Luckily, my dad is the dumbest piece of shit. Oh. And poor Kevin. They treat him that way, don't they? And, but Olivia's super cool with it. Olivia's super cool with it. She's like, yeah, I get to hang with royalty for two days. That seems cool. All right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, she is 100% on board. Like, you should have roped her in from the start. Like, yeah. yeah. And now it's her plan to set her dad up with this royalty. Absolutely it is. And so right at that moment, Kevin appears and- Well, aristocracy. Again, she's not a princess. It's no. true. The duchess. Pardon me. Get involved uh, with the duchy. Yeah, right. The t- the Ducal Estates. The Ducal Estates, thank you. <laughs> so uh, Kevin uh, shows up at the restaurant. Margaret hangs up the phone. Kevin and Margaret start, start talking. And Margaret, as Stacy, decides that she is, or says, rather announces, that she has decided to be more spontaneous. She's already gotten a haircut. So. Yeah, and uh, Kevin is like, what? you got? Did you get a haircut? Why? That's so spontaneous, getting a haircut. And it's like... She's like, I don't know, it just felt like Even if it was actual Stacy, she's about to go on, like, international television for this baking competition. Yeah, I I would want to get get a haircut. haircut, Get, like, get it spruced up a bit. I mean, I think, okay, but to be fair, she goes from, like, very long hair to, like, a shoulder-length bob. And I would say that a lot of the advice given to women through like popular media and fashion magazines and stuff like that is like to not do a haircut when you're gonna like when you're going through a big change or like right before a big event or something like that which is total bullshit like cut your hair whenever the fuck you want i cut what like a foot and a half off my own hair a couple i remember how long your hair was yeah Yeah, just because i felt like it and i did it myself and it's like fuck it just do it whatever you want but like i think the thing there is is lacking a bit of context in that like all media is like don't do this women yeah and and kevin even says like you don't do anything without a plan like i don't yeah and also she's in like a different country right and it's like well how do you know that you're gonna like that hairstylist or whatever like right yeah anyway anyway so so yeah so so she's like well you know maybe you just didn't know me as well as you thought you did and she pulls out a piece of paper that i guess is supposed to be her schedule yeah, her I- entire itinerary for, like, planning this baking competition. And then she just rips it to shreds. 
it's two pieces of paper that she folded up and put in her back pocket. So I, I don't know how important it really was to her. But, <laughs> but yeah, and then, then she symbolically tears it to shreds. Uh, and, and Kevin is like, whoa, Stacy's all wild and crazy now. I like it. And she says super about a dozen more times in mm-hmm. that scene. And then they go and paint Christmas ornaments. Yep. They go out to Christmas Village, which is literally right outside, since there's only one town square <laughs> in this country. And they're painting these ornaments, and Kevin paints what looks like a totally serviceable Rudolph, but it's the fine. girls roast him for it. Yeah, yeah they so rake him over the coals for his Rudolph ornament. And they're like, what is it, Rudolph the vampire reindeer? Yeah. Like, the blood-sucking beast of, of <laughs> Thrall? Like, what what is that? It's like, give the man a break. He just painted an ornament. <laughs> Kevin's like, wow, best. okay, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Let me see your brilliant art. And it's like, and yeah, it's like and a nice one of them star. did a star and one of them did a heart. And Half it's like, a okay, heart. Yeah. It's so bad. It's very bad. Kevin tried at least. Yeah. Kevin tried. I'm realizing we're like not even halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. We really need to pick up the pace because we've been talking about this movie for like two hours now. The thing about this movie is that it's just a collection of scenes and it was impossible for me to tell which ones were the important ones. Yeah, it was just a series of vignettes it's like the entire movie was its own montage almost yes yes and it was like very fast paced but also nothing happens yeah she goes and does princess stuff and the duchess goes and does normal person stuff which is like hanging out with someone who isn't royalty for like a day right yeah so okay so they see santa and they get a picture taken with santa mm-hmm. and then we cut back to stacy with edward and he's looking at a picture of his grandmother an oil painting an oil painting pardon me did either of you think that it was weird how much edward loved his grandmother yeah i think it's weird that this whole scene was in there <laughs> and they talk for a while about how cool his grandma was mm-hmm. and he apologizes for being dumb and they have a duty to make this marriage work, which... Which is so romantic. So romantic. Definitely the basis for any good marriage. Duty. we got to do it, babe, for geopolitics. <laughs> Think of the geopolitics. Uh, and then he says, also, there's something kind of different about you? Question mark. Than when I, I met you the first two times. Right. <laughs> You're a completely different person now who looks exactly the same. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, we cut back to Margaret posts or yeah margaret as stacy post santa picture she tells kevin that she thinks it's time she got over paul wow that sounds like a hint yeah Mm. uh they have a snowball fight margaret falls over kevin goes to help her up margaret pulls him down so kevin's on top and there's a romantic oh they're in a good kissing position Uh how did this happen uh stacy appears uh for the ball that night in a red dress we can hear the prince's boner (laughs) because there is a long shot where he stares at her and it is who boy yeah that is the most interesting his face will ever get yeah uh they they start talking uh she's talking to the king and queen well no you missed the funniest one of the funniest lines to me in the movie so he's like wow you look amazing and then she goes so do you it's like 
It looks she, he looks exactly oh, yeah. the same. He's, he's wearing literally the same suit that he wears in every other single scene of this movie. He's changed one thing that he's wearing like a necklace. It's like a medal. Like a medal. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a medal of some kind. And that's it. He put on a sash or something. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, hey, you look amazing he too. He didn't get a haircut. You know, he hasn't like, I don't know. No, he did get a haircut. This is the other weird thing about this prince. His hair changes very slightly in every scene because they have to keep shaving the sides of his head to like get that uh that like fade look, you know, where it's super Mm -hmm. short on the sides. But they get his his sideburns just a little different every time. So you can see his sideburns changing length and shape throughout the movie. I literally didn't even notice. I was yeah, just trying to find weird. something interesting about his face. So maybe I noticed it too much. Um, so they, they go and they start talking about the king and the queen. And this is for like a charity thing, right? So Stacy is asking very specific questions about the charity. Like how big is it? How many families does it help? What's the staff like? What's your and the king goes, And the king goes, uh, this isn't appropriate for you to be taking this level of interest. Like yeah, we're, we have we're hands off. For that. We have people for that. And he gets, Stace, like, offended. And Stacey's like, okay, well, fuck me then, I guess. And she leaves. And then she goes to the gazebo that's handy, like, conveniently placed outside. The yeah. royal this, gazebo. Every castle The gazebo has from the end of Twilight. It literally is the gazebo from the end of Twilight. I was like, I know I've seen this exact scenario before. And I had to look back in my memories, like, ten years to realize, wait, this is in Twilight. Yeah, pretty much. Where they dance in a gazebo covered with lights. And uh, oh, and also, it's a big gazebo, and his name is Edward. Oh, oh, you know. So Edward comes looking for, and he goes, "Hey, sorry about that. It's fine. Everyone wants us to go do our first dance." And she goes, "I'm bad at dancing." And so they dance in the gazebo. Oh, we did skip over the piano scene. No, that's that's the literal next scene. So they go back in, and he goes, "Hey, why don't you play us something?" And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, you know, everyone would love to hear you play. You're quite talented. And she sits down at a piano. And I'm I like, well, that's, a lucky, it, it that's a lucky Edward guess. That's what he meant. The king who's like, who wants to hear the duchess play? And then like the entire room like gathers around and like applauds excitedly. Yeah. Like, Luckily for her, the pressure. only instrument in the room is this giant grand piano. <laughs> like how awkward would it have been if like. There were so, like a, a there was like a small band's worth of instruments sitting around, and she yeah. sits at the piano, and, and the prince is like, oh, "I thought you were a harpist." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I actually play automaton. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I play electric triangle. I mean, she pretty much does. Like, she pretty much does. She does, sure doesn't play piano. Uh, it was pointed what, out on notes. the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia notes that there's no pedals on this piano. <laughs> nice. Uh, she sits on the piano and just doesn't do anything. And Edward's like, oh, stage fright. She goes, yeah, something like that. Sure. And he goes, well, how about we play a duet? And so he plays the entire song and she plays like two notes. They play Carol yeah, of the Bells. He, they play Carol of the Bells. And he's like, well, let me teach you the four notes in Carol of the Bells that you have to play. And so she she plays four notes and he plays the whole rest of the song. To the point where at the end of the song, he wraps his arms around her and is playing like around her body. Yeah. Did that make sense to you? Like he yeah. he like reaches his left arm around to play the lower octaves, like because <laughs> she's in the way. That was also meant to be like a cute little romantic moment. It here's did the not thing. That way. Here's the thing that probably bothers me the most about this movie is like, why is he interested in her? Like, 
aside from the fact that she's been lying about who she is this whole time, like what about her has been like appealing? There's just right? something about this quirky, dorky girl. <laughs> yeah. She fell off a horse. Because she's been like, I mean, even if she were Margaret or whatever, she's been lying to him because she told him she was really good at horseback riding and she's not. She mm-hmm. told him she could play piano and she can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got really mad at him for insinuating that she might want to plan her wedding. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, he did do it in kind of a, a jerk it way, a jerk but way, still, yeah. like, if you do, if you get really excited about planning your wedding, that doesn't make you any less of an intelligent human being. Like, get excited yeah, about it. Fuck it, whatever. Wedding, it's your yeah, like, do it. And ugh. like, I, I don't know. And she just like has snapped at him a bunch, and it's like, why is she appealing to him? It's I like, just don't get it. It's the manic pixie dream girl thing, but yeah. not manic. It's the slow-moving pixie dream girl. (laughs) Tranquilized pixie dream girl. (laughs) It's exactly the speed he needs. Yeah, I guess so. Slightly faster than the rate that he's moving. (laughs) Uh, So, okay. And then, so then everyone's applauding because they did such a great job together. And oh my gosh, they're so cute. Later that night, Stacy, Mark, and Mark Stacy are on a call. And mid-call, Kevin walks in to ask a question that I did not even pay attention to because he is not wearing a shirt. Oh, and yeah. I know no, you both have feelings no about No one could scene. hear him over his lack of shirt. <laughs> I was like, damn, there's no way a, sh- a guy who works in a bakery is that ripped. He's got to have at least a little bit of pudge on him. Dude works yeah, with cookies. You would think. He got, he's he's freaking cakes. Yeah. He is this is, he's ripped as hell. This is this is that scene in Captain America where it reveals the new ripped Steve Rogers and uh, uh, Agent Carter can't help but touch his peck. Yeah, <laughs> this is just the, this is the reason the movie was made. It's bait yeah. for the the female audience or oh, the male yeah. appreciating audience. A hundred percent. Like the actor who plays Kevin probably just has like a shirtless picture of him like on his bio or whatever and somebody in netflix was yeah we gotta put that guy in a christmas movie god if i look like that i would too but yeah. he but he doesn't even get that much screen time like he's not no. even the main hero of the movie and they're so mean to him they're so mean to him that is his entire role in this movie is yeah, to, be, to be the punching to be bag, the punching bag. Is to yeah. be a single dad whose wife left him yeah and gets snipped at by the chef and then and then so he leaves and Margaret goes, oh, my God, did you ever notice that Kevin was hot? <laughs> and Stacy's like, Kevin? Stacy's no, like, no, God. Kevin's just Kevin, whatever. Did you ever notice how hot Edward is? And Margaret goes, no, he's just Edward. He's just some guy. <laughs> just I mean, some... also, he's not, though. <laughs> also, Sorry. he's not, though. <laughs> um, so, okay, so then the prince so the... takes... Oh, the, go ahead. The, the the point of the story is that they're falling in love with the opposite guy. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Wow, what a twist! I, I have a whole another like thirty minutes of this movie, beat for beat, written down. What's the next scene that like sticks out to either of you? Because I'm realizing there's so much in here there's that does not matter. Right. Like, there's a whole scene with like a carriage ride where nothing happens. Yeah, we don't have to talk yeah. about any of that because we we basically understand. We've known from the beginning, Tyler, where this movie is going. Yeah. This, I feel like, was the scene, though, where they both realize, oh, wait a second. You're falling in love with this person because you think they're hot and I don't think they're hot. No, they realize that later on. But this is where it starts. I guess so, yeah. 
So what's the next scene that like stands out to either of you? The next scene that stands out to me is, um, well, I guess they kind of happen at the same time, but finally at the end of the two days or whatever it was, uh, Stacy gets smuggled or the, the Duchess gets smuggled back into the, the castle. And then they finally are like, they meet each other again and are about to like update each other on how they fucked up each other's lives. Yeah, well, so and they, Frank so is outside with the camera. Yes, but so the toy shopping happens before that, and that's the other part where they meet again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had completely forgot about that. Yeah, so, okay, so Lauren, walk us through the toy shopping scene. So that's the only part where I'm like, okay, I get why he's, like, a little bit into her. But, um, so they, like, he's like, oh, I thought we could go visit the orphanage that you were so interested in, or the shelter, or whatever. So they go, and they, like, meet the kids, and... This is Margaret and Edward. Mm. No, pardon me, Stacy and Edward. And Edward. It's like and the next so, morning. Yeah. Yeah, they like go and meet the kids and um, the like person who runs it is like, oh yeah, we can't afford toys for them. And Stacy's like, oh, that's so sad. We should go shopping and buy a bunch of toys. And Edward's like, uh, I don't think so. And she's like, oh, come on, it'll be fun. It can be spontaneous or whatever. Again, not something she's known for. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess so. So they go and buy a bunch of toys for this orphanage. Yep. And then, oh, and then and then they wrap them. That was very cute. He wraps a toy well, but we're poorly. While they're still shopping, so they go to the oh, one right. toy that's store, right. and then Kevin and Margaret and um, I keep wanting to call her Ophelia. That's not right, Olivia. No, Olivia walk by, and they're like, "Oh, look, a toy store!" And Olivia's like, "Ooh, let's go in." And Margaret's like, "I've never been to a toy store before," and they're like, "Really?" She, and she's like, I mean, uh, whatever. So then I haven't been to this store. Belgravian toy store. <laughs> yeah. And then they go in and they Olivia's see each other. Olivia's covering for her the entire time. Yeah. yeah. That and they have to like funny. make a distraction because there's also only one toy store in the country. Um, yeah, and it's so this one. Not only are they trying to like just make their own distractions to like get out of there without each other's entourages seeing each other. Mm-hmm. Then the like creepy old man is also there and makes his own distraction. Oh yeah, yeah. So so it's it's a scene where Olivia and Margaret walk in right as Stacy turns around. So Margaret and Stacy see each other. Stacy mm-hmm. acts as though she's dropped her earring to distract Edward. Margaret and Olivia say like, "No, nah, let's let's leave to Kevin." Actually, and I don't want to go in this toy store. I want to go see Santa. Right, and then Frank. We forgot about Frank, oh, yeah, Frank is there and Mrs. Donatelli like acts faint all of a sudden. She's oh, like, yeah, oh, I completely oh, forgot about that part too. I've had a fainting spell. Oh no. Which is like, come on, look at her. And it's this, it's this whole scene of like, oh, we have to distract all the male characters. <laughs> like yeah. that old chestnut. Uh, yeah, if Mrs. Donatelli actually were to faint, she would smash a hole in the floor. <laughs> She she could have eat like there's no way Frank could have held her up is the thing like she no. is a she is a tree of a woman. She um, could have picked up Frank with one hand and used him as a club. <laughs> I wish she had. Yeah, he's a tiny little man also. Uh, and then the creepy old guy comes in and asks Kevin and uh, Margaret and Olivia, "Hey, my car broke down or my car ran out of gas. The petrol, petrol station's a mile away." Can you help me push my car, you three specific people? Yeah. (laughs) And they do, I guess? I guess so. They leave anyway. We don't see it. They just leave. 
does anything else actually come of that scene or is it just like oh. they are awkwardly playing twister on this toy store's demo copy of twister oh, right in, she's in a mini skirt yeah. Yeah, Stacy convinces Edward to play Twister. Yeah, but that was before the debacle. And it becomes his favorite game. Sure does. Because <laughs> later on, because they're back at the charity later on, and they've given all the gifts to the kids, which he, he helped wrap. He did that, help wrap. That was That cute. was pretty cute. Because he didn't know how to do it, because he's a prince, and he doesn't have to do that kind of thing. And, uh, and they're singing carols with the people at the charity, and... Uh, a kid comes by and like shoots a laser gun at Frank, like a toy laser gun. Mm -hmm. And, and he goes, the kid goes, I always wanted one of these. And Stacy goes, well, that's good. We, we need someone defending our galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Tyler. Which is like, sign up for the guardians, kids. We forgot about your favorite scene, which is when they're in the toy store and Edward finds. uh... Oh my God. (laughs) He finds the laser guns. He finds a, a, lightsaber apparently the only toys in belgravia are like fucking dollar tree yeah knockoff toys right Cause, yeah because they're these they're these like plastic percent. laser guns from the 50s right and twister and then and then plastic lightsabers and <laughs> i forgot there's he a found shot. a lightsaber there's a long shot of edward holding this knockoff lightsaber I mean, like a dick. Like he's holding it. He's holding it between his legs, like he's a penis. holding it at dick height. Yeah, aimed up. <laughs> Isn't he and grabbing he likes, it by the sword part too? He's staring at it. He like he like looks up from the base to the tip, really slowly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like very awe. awkward. He's in awe of this plastic sword that it looks like a giant dick. He's enraptured by it. He is transformed by it. Greatest day I think of his that life. I think that sword is what makes him a better man, <laughs> because from then on he's so nice to everybody. He's so personable. Yeah, he, he plays does get Twister. nicer after that, doesn't he? the The act of observing, the act of thinking of a plastic sword as though it were his dick, <laughs> I think changed Edward permanently for the better. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, that is the best day of his life so far, where he was able to one play with a lightsaber, two. Uh, do Twister with Vanessa Hudgens in a miniskirt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's so. a great day. <laughs> sounds sounds neat. Sounds super. Yeah, that. <laughs> what more do you want? So, uh, what else happens? They give all the toys to the charity. Does anything else interesting there happen? Let's no. Let's wrap up the movie because no, nothing there, really there else is happens. That, there is. We're that, not even close to the end of the movie. Is the thing? No. There is that other stolen scene from Princess Diaries where the little girl's like, I want to be a princess. and Oh, yeah. and then she's like, anybody can be a princess. You're Being a princess, princess in is in your heart. heart. And it's like, no, there are very large wealth disparities, though, from this <laughs> child at an orphanage right. and you, an actual princess. Right. Yeah, well, everyone Duchess. involved well, in this movie is absolutely loaded, except you, little Duchess. girl. <laughs> right. And except Kevin. <laughs> Just be rich like me. Enjoy your one teddy bear. It's not happening next year. Yep. Like anyway. Anyhow, um, then the yeah, then the scene that you mentioned, Jimmy, where it's time for them to switch back. Uh, the the one like context here is that at this point, uh, Edward and Stacy have kissed because they sang carols under the mistletoe. Oh right. So they kiss in front of the orphans. <laughs> so romantic. And then. Kevin tells Margaret uh, how he feels about Stacy, 
how he feels about the person who he thinks he is Stacy. He thinks Stacey. is Stacy yeah. his best friend of 12 years somehow inexplicably. And he, and he gives her a locket with the picture that they took with Santa in it. Oh, they watched her favorite movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> so this they watch, they watch her favorite movie as well. Her favorite movie is A Christmas Prince, the other Netflix original Christmas movie. That came out that year. This is a very important scene because he goes, you remember, it's your favorite movie. And then they cry. Yeah. And then and then he gives her the locket and says, "Oh, by the way, I'm in love with you, Stacy." After two days, after vehemently something has changed, saying to everyone who would listen to me that I'm not into you and you're not my type. He pours his heart out to her, and she's like, "Whoop, nope!" Like pushes him away and is like, "Let's just not have, talk about this ever right. again." They have like a very nice kiss, and it's like very romantic, and, and it's then, like, "Oh, okay." And then she realizes, Margaret realizes, oh, this is the end of the two days. This can't happen. And she says to Kevin, let's pretend this never happened. Ouch. Yeah. Which is like, not what you want to (laughs) hear. Fatality. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She absolutely gores this man. Yeah. And just is like, okay, bye. And then kisses him on the cheek and leaves. And he's like standing under, like next to all these christmas decorations and empty stockings like uh so sad so this then they switch back completely obliterated yeah. so then they switch back and they get each other caught up on what happened kevin is found and... drowned in the river the next morning <laughs> oh, no. um and they start describing their time that they had with each other's men oh that's gonna be like not necessarily significant others, just the the male counterparts presences. presences. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how how do they come to this realization? Is it just they, they literally keep just about say how it hot they are? Yeah. I'm in love with your guy, and you're in love with my guy. No, I'm, it's it's they accuse each other of being in love. They're like, mm-hmm. Stacy says to to Margaret, "You're in love with Kevin," and Margaret says, "And you're in love with Edward." And Stacy goes, "What?" gasp like, yeah and but they have to switch back anyway uh yeah i totally thought did you both think that they were just gonna go on carry on the farce at this point i kind of thought they would yeah i totally did completely screw up the national baking competition <laughs> yeah 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 i kind of thought they would too but they don't. i mean no they don't nope. the very next scene is the baking competition well the very next scene is uh brianna frank. oh is brianna. it frank oh it's frank what happens with frank jimmy Oh, yeah. Uh, Frank has been outside the Duchess's room with a camera and is taking pictures of them through mm-hmm. the window. Yikes. Pretty sure that's illegal. And though. he looks surprised well, to see two of them. He does look surprised to see two of them. He was so he's... outside with a camera for completely unrelated reasons. Right. He's just <laughs> creeping regardless. Even though a nine year old figured it out in like 30 seconds. <laughs> right. But whatever. <laughs> Well, a nine-year-old who's known this person for... It uh, doesn't, doesn't matter. Fair. doesn't matter. Frank has completely so he, fucked up national security. So he has pictures now of the two of them having switched and, and, and talking to each other. Um, there's a pratfall gag where he falls off a balcony, but is fine. It's yeah, like a Home Alone like stunt. Two stories off this balcony into the snow. But his camera is and he, fine. So he's, his camera's good. fine. Yeah. Uh... And then the then baking competition starts? No. First, there's a scene where I don't even remember her name anymore. The, the oh, villainous. Oh, Brianna. The bad Brianna. 
Brianna. The the Bel Air baker from the beginning of the movie. Like she like like slowly walks into the like hushed set of the baking competition and like ominously snips a pair of scissors and then she cuts the cord to the mixer on their table. Yeah. And then just walks away with half a plug. A completely foolproof plan. There's yeah, no way they would be like able sabotage to at all. get another mixer at this baking competition. Right. And then uh, the morning of the baking competition, Stacy. Yes. Well, oh. so the queen, he, the guy, what's his name? Frank tries to take the pictures to the king, but the queen answers the door instead. And she's like, no, you have to give them to me because it would be awful if you lost your job. And oh, he was right. like, oh, so she takes the pictures and then she's like walking out in the garden and then mystery man shows oh, yeah. up again. That old, old man, man is there shows in the garden up too. And she's like, oh, I don't know what to do. And he like looks over her shoulder and he's like, looks like a princess to me. And, like leaves. And that's is this that. dude like oh, some you, fake no. trickster spirit. You yeah. left out you left out my favorite part. Oh, the queen continues the trope of giving Frank chores. Oh, yeah. Because he gives her the photos and she goes, oh, by the way, the toilet next door is clogged. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just go scrub my shit. Could, could you see to that? And he's like, it would be my greatest honor. So now the queen has the photos. I but love to scrub your shit, with man. Them. Well, her she, she kind of does something. She has breakfast with Margaret and Edward. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I'm I'm feeling under the weather. I can't go to the baking competition. Would the two of you and go in Margaret my place? Now. It's actually yeah. Margaret. She goes, Margaret, would you and Edward go in my place and give the award? And Margaret's like, ooh, I don't know if that's a good idea, knowing that Stacey's going to be there. But Edward's like, yeah, of course. Sure, Mom. <laughs> What's the queen's you're, you're, goal here? She's, I guess, trying to get them in the same room to like... Yeah, but to what end? I think, I think at this point, she realized what happened. She realized, oh, they switched. And, and this is something that we skipped. princess switched. They princess switched. Ooh. Uh, this is something that we kind of skipped over. There are scenes with the king and the queen watching m- who they think is Margaret with Edward. And they're getting along. And the king is suspicious. He's like, I don't know. That girl's pretty weird. But the queen really likes her. How dare she make her. my son happy? Right. The queen really likes her. Yeah, that's right. So the I king's think, like, I think this the queen woman is-, is an embarrassment to the throne. Yeah, so I think the queen is like, oh, I want my son to be with a woman who makes her happy, and that woman is not Margaret. That woman is this stranger yeah, who, who looks, looks just, just like, Margaret. like Margaret. Who swapped lives with her. Right. So I think she's figured that out, and now she's trying to get Margaret and Stacy in the same room so that they just oust themselves. I mean, it's like movie mom meddling. It's movie mom meddling. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So then the baking competition happens. And so Margaret realizes that she's been caught out basically and is like, Edward, I have to talk to you and presumably confesses everything. Right. But we don't see it. We don't see that part. How did you two feel about the baking competition? It went exactly the way I thought it would. Yeah. Where they the, they baked. They, they baked. Uh, the sabotage happened. And then they're like, oh, no, we'll have to do it by hand. And the... The cake that they made by hand ends out being better than everyone else's cakes that were made by the machine because mm-hmm. it was made by skill and love and Christmas mm-hmm. magic. 
that yeah. wasn't shown by the way like they, they do the whole thing of like oh you have to do it by hand and then they cut to the, just the end of the competition yeah the end of the competition is a nothing right she I mean, wins they win. yeah can we can we sorry can we describe the cakes real quick because this part's important to me Lauren, how did you describe the cake that they'd enter into this competition? It looked like cardboard. It looked fake. It looked completely <laughs> fake. I'm pretty and it sure was, it wasn't a real cake. And it was boring looking too. It was I'm like, pretty sure it wasn't even covered like I'm pretty sure it wasn't even a cardboard cake covered in fondant. Like No, it was just painted. Yeah, I think it was just painted cardboard. But it was like it was like a seven tier brown and green tower cake. Yeah, pretty much. And the the Bel Air, uh, the uh, Brianna, Jimmy. What did her cake look like? I don't even remember. It was like it was like floating orbs. Yeah, it was like gravity defying, like Christmas baubles, like giant Christmas baubles. They barely all stacked it. on top of each other at various like precarious angles. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, third place goes to this like rando from Germany. <laughs> Second goes to drumroll, please. It goes to Brianna, the the evil one who snipped the power cable. And that means first place goes to Gasp. Stacy and Kevin. Gasp. Wow. Shocker. And as a special treat, we have here the prince and soon-to-be princess of Belgravia, Edward and Margaret, here to give the award. And Stacy doesn't want the award anymore? Yeah, she's oh, like. Oh, the other thing. Oh no, we can't. We can't stay and get the award. We're going to miss our flight. Hold on, let's just leave. And she starts undressing. She takes off her chef's clothes. Before yeah. so, before that, when they they show like a little bit of the judging, but they only show one judge, and mm-hmm. it's unclear whether or not she has actually taken a bite of the cake. Yeah, she's holding a plate with a slice of cake on it, which I don't even think is from the cake that doesn't look they're like looking it. At. And she says. Yeah, your berry puree was a little bit grainy. It wasn't as smooth as I would have wanted it to be. And she's like, yeah. And then she's just like, but you had nice flavor. And then they like, that's the whole judging. That's all you get. Yeah, that was the whole. And that's what they went off of. Mm-hmm. Great. Not as smooth as she would have liked it, but the flavor was there. The flavor's yep. nice. You win. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and so they line up to receive the prizes and, uh, Stacy tells Kevin, like, I have something to tell you, but you're not going to believe me. So this is weird, but I've been a different person the last two days. Yep. And then they come face to face with Margaret and Edward and Kel surprise. (laughs) They go backstage. So it's not a big weird thing. And then they explain the whole thing. And like, then she gets like really mad and is like, oh, I think we need to like talk or whatever. And then they go back out in front of the cameras to have the rest of the argument be more we intimate lo- part of the conversation. All of us were looking the entire scene and there was only one camera that we could see <laughs> yeah. on the set. Yeah. It's this big international event, but there's one camera on set. Yeah. You know what? I don't. I didn't even see the camera. I saw the tripod that the camera was on. But the camera Oh, and a guy standing over it. And a guy yeah. standing over it. Maybe there was no camera. I didn't see any camera. Maybe there might not have been a budget for cameras. Camera, <laughs> oh, man. All the cameras are being used to shoot the actual movie. Oh, beans. Oh, wow. That's deep. Well, we have the spare tripod. Here, Bob, why don't you stand behind it so it looks like you're shooting a movie? <laughs> we were watching it uh, with a friend, and she, she said something really funny. She was like... um. 
we're watching it through the cameras. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> sort of diegetical cameras. <laughs> yeah, it was, is that the fifth wall, sixth wall? What is that? Oh, yeah, I don't know. How many walls are we up to? So, so Margaret and Kevin kind of make up. Kevin's like, I like, I thought that you were Stacy. Like, Stacy, I've known Stacy for 12 years, and like, you came into my life two days ago, and like, yeah, I really like you, but like, we need to talk about this. Stacy runs after Edward, and Edward's like, I can't believe you lied to me. And Stacy's like, well, I didn't, I mean, I, oh, okay, sure. No, the opposite, the other way around. He runs after her. Oh, that's because right. Because he's like, because she's like, I don't know. I don't exactly remember what they say to each other, but he's like, he's basically like, oh, she's like, yeah, that's right. The dialogue was super weird because this was just such was a like, weird scene. So I've been hanging out with your fiance the whole time. And then Kevin looks at Edward and he's like, aren't you pissed? And oh, Edward's right. like, no, actually, like the opposite, because I've been hanging out with the new love of my life and we should and I don't I should have a new fiance instead or something. And then. Um, she's like, oh, I can't do this. And like runs back out in front of all the cameras, supposedly. Right. And then he runs after her and he, he says that he should be mad at her. And then she's mad at him for saying that. And then he gets down on one knee. He no, he proposes, doesn't even. And he doesn't he does have a ring that. either. He proposes and says, all right, if you still love me in a year, we'll yeah. get married on Christmas. Let's try this out for this. Give this relationship a test drive and then we'll get married in a year. And then he goes, will you marry me? And she says, yes. Well, No, he says, will you marry me next Christmas? Oh, and then she says, oh, pardon me. The phrasing here is all so forced and awkward. <laughs> yeah. that it's really like... The dialogue in this movie is strange. You can probably and tell we're says, all racking our brains trying to remember exactly what happened here. And we yeah. just watched this movie. Like, we, <laughs> we paused the movie and then we immediately started recording. Yeah. Uh, she says, yes, I'll marry you. And then we smash cut to them getting married one year later. Yep. And somehow her hair has grown back all the way. Right. Uh, they kiss. Uh, Olivia says, aren't you going to throw the bouquet? Who's going to catch it, though? Oh, who would it be? <gasps> it's the Queen Gasp. of Belgravia. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting married again. Uh, no. And then Margaret catches the bouquet. And then it literally just like, it does that thing where like the frame rate slows as she like turns and smiles and then it cuts to the credits. Well, 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 before that, so she catches the bouquet, Margaret catches the bouquet, and Kevin turns to her, and he's like, so what are your plans for New Year's? And she's like, oh, I don't have any. And he's like, oh, you might want to hold on to that bouquet. Which, like, Jesus Christ, if they're getting married on Christmas, that's a week that's from a now. That's a week away. That's not enough time. As soon, my dude. Any percent marriage speedrun. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then music plays, and the credits roll. Yep, that's a princess switch. There was never any actual princess until the very end of the movie, and the princess did not get switched. Yeah. There was the duchess switch, but that's not quite as interesting sounding, I guess. Yeah, nobody wants to watch that. Uh, okay, so we're, we'll do, we'll do favorite and, but we'll do best and worst, favorite and least favorite. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, let's start with you. Oh boy. What was the best part of this movie for you? Uh, lightsaber dick lightsaber dick i'm so sorry it's true though he like i wonder how many takes they did of that because i mean it's not just me none i'm convinced that was an accidental shot it's not just me right though like that was decidedly phallic oh absolutely okay absolutely it was jimmy what what was the best part of the movie for you 
My favorite part of this movie was how much chemistry Vanessa Hudgens had with the other Vanessa Hudgens instead of either of the two men. <laughs> when they first met, there was a lot of lip biting going on, and I ship it. That's there true. There was a lot of there lip was, biting going yeah. on. I was like, they were like really close to each other, too. I mean, it's all done in post, <laughs> but like, damn. They really wanted to show off that they could do like one person playing the same character in a movie. Yeah. Well, Seamlessly. they wanted, they and wanted they to do that. all the tricks. They did, sure. Yeah, it looked yeah. fine. Sure, it looked fine. But yeah, there was uh, uh, a subs. It felt like they were going. This was going to be a completely different movie for a couple <laughs> seconds. And you know what? They're distantly enough rate enough related, so it's not weird. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It wouldn't be weird, except they are both Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, we did see that on a dating show, though, or not a dating show on a baking show. There's oh, this one episode yeah. of Sugar Rush Christmas, which is really good. Sorry, this is a tangent. And they have teams, and usually it's like husband and wife, or friends, or coworkers, or whatever. And these two boys came on, and I was like, hey, look, twins. And then they were like, so we're dating. And I was like, oh, no. Whoops. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and the, they acknowledge it. They're like, people often They're ask, like, are you brothers? Are you twins? That we're, they often guess that we're twins. It was really funny. So, anyway. you know, everybody has a type. Don't give up hope, Jimmy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Into the Hudgens verse. Um, okay, so I think my favorite, gosh, I mean, lightsaber dick is up there. I'm sorry, I stole it. No, it's all I right. I stole li- lightsaber dick from you. My my favorite is that there's so clearly a B-plot with the queen, like once she figures out what's going on, and the queen is so obviously cool. That I just I love that there's like another secretly cool character in the yeah, movie who gets to be cool. secretly cool. I like the queen. The queen is is pretty great. Um, we never redeemed the king for his dickishness, though. No, I don't think he's redeemable. Mm. I don't think he needs to be redeemed. He's he can keep being a dickish king. That's fine. All right, that's allowed. Uh, how about the worst part of the movie for you, Lauren? So there's not like a singular worst part for me. It's all bad. It's no, it's not all bad. Like, again, if you really like cute Christmassy, you know, romance movies, then yeah, you probably like it. Sure. Um, for me, it was just like they never had to face any consequences from anything. And that really bothered me the whole time. Like, yeah, even after they got found out, like, it was fine. And even after the lady sabotaged their baking, like, well, it just kind of fizzled. And like, even after they, she confessed to Edward that they'd switched, like, yeah, he was chill with it, I guess. And like, do you know what I mean? Yep. Like nothing ever really happened. Yeah. Yeah, I kept expecting something bad to happen to either of them for like pretending to be another person and failing at it yeah for lying to people no one for lying to people close to them except for olivia who was like super into it yeah you would think that kevin would be really angry at stacy like why did you think this was okay why did you let you're supposed to be my best friend why did you let someone deceive me like this you let a stranger into a, a house with my daughter yeah and like why couldn't they have told him like at least Kevin. Yeah, literally. Li- yeah, just like, be like, hey, the the Duchess is gonna swap places with me. Please show her a good time and like teach her what it means to yeah. be like a good family right. member and upstanding citizen of society. Yeah. Would have been totally fine. I don't know. It was just like they never had like 
there was so many things that were set up to like go wrong and create interesting conflict in the story and none of them ever happened everything just kind of worked out mm-hmm. yeah anyway yeah that's not a, th- no. a one thing but no i agree i agree jimmy how about the worst part for you well i just want to say uh going off of lauren's thing that this movie was exactly the movie i was expecting it to be mm. um but my worst was whatever the deal was with the old guy who's set up to be like a magic old man yes. but he's just kind of weird and yeah. just kind of there nothing is ever explained about him no nothing's ever explained what he doesn't even show up at the end like you would expect him to be like there at the wedding and be like he like mysteriously vanishes in like christmas magic or something yeah he just never is not there ever Mm, it's a good point uh i looked up the quote that the the magic man says it is it's a john lennon line Mm mm-hmm I couldn't remember it exactly. It's a it's a John Lennon quote. He's, it's life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. But and that's like the big quote in the movie that they keep saying over and over again. Yeah, is that is that enough to like motivate somebody for purposes of this movie? I guess. Yeah, apparently. I guess. Uh, but they did make a plan. The plan was to swap lives for two days. For two days. So life. I don't know. I think we're reading too... It's it's kind of like a, a fake deepness to that quote, I think, in terms of this movie, where yeah. it's, sound, yeah. it's supposed to be more profound than it actually ends up being. Yeah, it's very like live, laugh, love to me. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. but all right. You, you get it in vinyl on your wall, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Get it on your pillowcases. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, I was just looking up uh, uh, something for later. Um, well, then what's your worst? My worst, I mean, I I definitely written down that I hate the magic man. Like, I just don't understand <laughs> his point. <laughs> I just don't understand. I hate the magic man. Like, what? What? Is, why is he even in? The, you could cut him out of the movie entirely, and the movie would be the same. You're right. Like he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't spur anyone to action. He doesn't make any changes in the world. Like it's not even like a like a uh, Clarence like uh, guardian angel thing. Like it's a Wonderful Life where he changes one thing and that like is what sets the story in motion. Yeah, even when he shows up yeah. in the, the toy store, he's already, he's, like, he's just there to do something that the characters are already doing themselves. Right, right. Which even, is Like, at the beginning of the movie, he just talks about Christmas wishes, and then she's like, um, eh, maybe, like... <laughs> Like, maybe fuck that, I guess. Maybe Christmas wishes aren't a thing. Oh, there's my ex. Let me go talk to him. Like, I guess that could be some sort of magical, like, divine intervention thing where she runs into her ex, but... Mm-hmm. I, that is enough to stretch. spur her to go on it's this cross-country escapade. Right. That's like a weird, but like, like she was, domino effect thing Yeah, she had already gotten the invitation to go. Right. Mm-hmm. I wish that the magic man had done something <laughs> or had not been in the There's movie. There's no point to you, magic man. Get out of this movie. <laughs> or had or had actually really been Santa at the end, like Jimmy said. Like, yeah, right. or had been in Santa. In the wedding, like, ooh. I was there the whole time. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Or like had been on one of the other paintings in there and being like, this is like the yeah. patron saint of our family who's said to like yeah. help us in times of need or something. I guess. Yeah, he's, he's just a some, love saint or whatever. He's just some creepy old guy. 
That's yeah, it, but. but but I think my actual worst of the movie was just its structure in general. I mean, like it's been so difficult for us to recap the <laughs> yeah. movie because it's just so many scenes and they're that, not like memorable. have no, they're not memorable, but they all have like the veneer of importance. Mm-hmm. You know, like they all are shot like, oh, this is a scene where something meaningful is going to happen, and then nothing meaningful happens. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they all have that music, they all have the camera angles, they all have like the the presence of importance mm-hmm. but i can't remember a fucking thing. thing that was said over and over and over again yeah and so i wrote down all those notes thinking oh man well this will be we'll want to talk about this later but reading back over and like the listener at home will be yelling at their podcast at this point being like yeah we know we were there it was terrible like reading back through those notes was such a slog because mm-hmm. it's a whole lot of jack shit it's it's just uh, there's no there's no point to it. There's no meat to it. No, it's completely just air. It and is. If, it is just air. It's just yeah. air. But it's like one of those movies where just like knowing the concept of the movie, you know exactly what you're getting into. And if you like yeah, put this it's... on in the background and then come back to it from time to time, you're not going to miss anything. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. This is this is something to watch on Christmas morning. While you're in the background, doing other while you're unwrapping gifts. Yep, and you know what? As doing that, it serves its purpose. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Having said all of that, are you two ready for the explanation of how this movie is the linchpin of the Netflix Christmas cinematic universe? This is the The entire reason you made us watch this movie. So yes, please. This is the entire reason. Are we ready for it though? I think so. Into the Hudgens first. Let's enter. The Hudgens verse. So this movie had two characters played by Vanessa Hudgens. Correct. There is a sequel. Princess Switch 2 switched again. In that movie, uh, Margaret is going to be crowned the uh, queen of her home country, uh, uh, Macedonia. No. What is it? Montenegro. Not not Montenegro. It's similar though. It's not Montenegro. It's Montanaro. 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 She's going to be crowned. She calls Stacy, who's married to the prince, uh, and says, hey, come to my coronation. They show up. This is all in the trailer. None of this is spoilers. Uh, They show up, and uh, Margaret reveals that she and Kevin broke up. Because because their relationship, I know, it's so shocking. Their relationship was totally founded on trust. How could they possibly break up? Whoa. Man, Kevin cannot get a break. So Margaret says we should yeah, switch again. Kevin is Kevin in it. Or? Kevin's in it. Kevin's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because she invites Kevin to the to the coronation as well, because he was an important part of her life. Okay. So they switch again. Aww. They switch again because I just want Kevin to be happy. <laughs> this so, poor single so, dad trying to raise his only daughter kept getting his heart ripped man. out of his rib cage and stomped on. Margaret did not want to break up with Kevin. I just want his, he, he, his pretty face to smile. Yeah. So Margaret feels bad that they broke up because she wanted to stay with Kevin, but she's being crowned a royal and it just became difficult with long distance and everything because he's still in Chicago, baking, etc. So she uh-huh. says to Stacy, let's switch back because nobody knows Kevin like you do and you can get him to fall in love with me again. Ew, no, what? don't yes. do this. Yes. Gross. You, a no. Mar- Once more, hey. betrayal of Kevin. 
Hey, identical yeah. friend. Hey, married identical friend. Let's manipulate this man <laughs> some more. Let's gaslight this poor single father who's just trying to live his life and be happy. Oh my God. Meanwhile, meanwhile, so Stacy is now pretending to be Margaret getting ready for the coronation. Meanwhile, one of Margaret's cousins shows up to because everybody's coming to get ready to attend the coronation. The cousin named Fiona uh-huh. is also played by Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> of course. Princess Fiona? <laughs> I guess. Is I don't she know. Green? Uh so she Van- this Vanessa Hudgens realizes that she looks exactly like Vanessa Hudgens. And so she goes, I'm gonna pretend to be Vanessa Hudgens. Which Vanessa Hudgens? So she Hudgens? dies, she she's blonde, she dies her so she's gonna pretend to be Margaret, okay. who Stacy is already pretending to be. So she's so she thinks I'm gonna get Margaret out of the picture and impersonate Margaret, and they're gonna crown me King of Montanaro. Okay. Qu- so Queen this is an evil what did I say? Yeah, we got you. So so there's there's three th- <laughs> There's three Vanessa Hudgens all sort of jockeying for position here. The movie The Princess Switch 2 brings into question the fabric of the Netflix original series or original movie universe. Because in the final scenes of the movie where Margaret is getting crowned queen, there are two major characters. And I've already forgotten their names and I can't be bothered to look it up, but they are a king and a queen. And viewers of netflix original christmas movies will have seen these characters before because they are the main characters from a christmas prince oh the movie that she watches the in movie the princess Switch. What? stacy's favorite movie <laughs> the characters appear in in princess her Switch own 2. real life yes meaning either that was a documentary <laughs> or there is some sort of alternate universe thing happening here where there are fictionalized movies and it's real life. Now, it gets worse. Vanessa Hudgens is a Gwenpool to Vanessa Hudgens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it gets worse. So that's that's the first connection, right? Where A Christmas Prince and Princess Switch 2 connect and Princess Switch 1 connect. Can you hear the cat who's just moaning piteously at my door? The cat is also upset by this. Toshi, come here, bud. Oh, oh, hey, bud. Oh, kitty. That's all he wanted. You just wanted to come in Toshi. here and inspect things, huh? All right. Okay, so that's the first connection. Uh, the the second connection happens in A Christmas Prince. A Christmas Prince, Stacy's favorite movie, in which the characters appear in Margaret's coronation. In that movie. One of the main characters shows off an acorn ornament to a different character. And she says, this acorn, our parents got it from their trip to Aldonia. Another fake country. Another fake country. Or no, pardon me, pardon me. Um, Aldonia is the country in A Christmas Prince. The scene happens in Night Before Christmas. Night Before Christmas is another Netflix original Christmas movie starring Vanessa Hudgens. Holy shit. She has made a career out of this. Good for her. In this movie, A Christmas Night, they acknowledge that Aldonia exists, meaning that A Christmas Night and Christmas Prince, or Night Before Christmas and A Christmas Prince are in the same universe. Therefore, 
Night Before Christmas, and Princess Switch are in the same universe. So technically, there are four people who look exactly like Vanessa Hudgens in this universe. And of course, we cannot forget that in all of these movies, they watch Netflix. Oh, yeah. At least four Vanessa Hudgenses. How weird that was. There may, so what you're saying is there may be, as yet, even more undiscovered Hudgenses. There's at least one more, and that is famous actress Vanessa Hudgens, <laughs> who stars in several Netflix original movies. <laughs> the real-life actress. This is so weird. So the presence... The presence of uh, the the king and queen from A Christmas Prince in Princess Switch 2 implies the existence of a nigh infinite number of Vanessa Hudgenses because it's just movies that are real life but are also movies looping ad infinitum. It's Vanessa Hudgens all the way down. <laughs> it is. Wait, it's all it's Vanessa some... Hudgens? Always has been. <laughs> It's some horror hellscape where, like, the characters at some point are going to look up and realize that they are in a movie. Yeah. And they've been Vanessa Hudgens this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. The king is Vanessa Hudgens. His wife, also Vanessa Hudgens. (laughs) There's a part of me that really hopes that Vanessa Hudgens is aware of this and is going the direction of her career where she's going to start getting really into doing, like, makeup like prosthetics and character work and she's gonna do one of those movies where she plays all the characters just in a variety of makeup like like clump style now would they do vanessa hudgens prosthetics on top of her actual real face where they make vanessa hudgens look more like vanessa hudgens i think so i think so so yeah no so i think i think we're opening up a world here where vanessa hudgens could play anything or anyone. was vanessa Hud- vanessa hudgens the old creepy man actually oh, that's shit. that's the reveal i'm waiting for is is the old man to take his mask off and reveal that he too was vanessa hudgens this whole time have i done it have i cracked it i think so i think that was the point of the whole thing <laughs> we're gonna learn 50 years from now vanessa hudgens is gonna write a tell-all book that was me the whole time so that's why i was so excited to watch this movie is this is the start you're setting us of... up for the hudgens verse this is the start of the of the Netflix Hudgens verse, I think, where where Netflix is just going to have this interconnected, tangled web of movies with Vanessa Hudgens at its very core. Vanessa Hudgens is the Tesseract. <laughs> um, do you want to know a fun fact that I discovered just now? What's that? Yes, googling around about this movie. Um, so we know how how many bad British accents there were in this movie. Yes, or bad Belgravian or whatever Monta. Nero, whatever <laughs> accents. Generic, generic European accents. Right. You know, Britain. Um, the... It's just Europe. Right. Oh, God. For seven more days. The actor who plays Kevin is actually British. The one actual British the... man. Yeah. And he's and not he's even doing the best British. fake accent in the whole movie. <laughs> That's, he, he, does, he does a really good accent. He does a really good accent. Fooled me. Uh, I also noticed. So the the song that plays at the beginning, which I don't remember at all, uh, was performed by Sam Palladio, who, oh. who plays Edward. Yeah, who plays Edward. That's funny. So there you have it. I think the we're pretty hudgens out for the time. I being. think we're pretty hudgens out. That was the yeah. the unified Hudgens theory. Um, I I don't know if there's anything else to really say about the movie. 
we just talked a lot more about the movie than the movie had to say for itself. So that's yep. true. I think we that's can very go ahead true. And wrap it up. All I right. think we talked about this movie longer than the actual movie was. Did we do it? Probably. We do it for every I single Yu-Gi-Oh episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you two for recording this very special Christmas episode with me. I really appreciate you making the podcast. Thank you for having me on an episode of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, you were here the whole time. For a whole episode. Wow. What Special a sacrifice. Thanks. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it is. It truly is. Jimmy, thank you for waking up early. You're welcome. I'm glad I could spend happen. a little bit of Christmas with you. Yeah. Aww. And we're glad that we could spend Christmas with you, dear listener. Uh, and I, I hope you have a, a good Christmas. I hope that you have a safe and healthy Christmas. And uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. You can join our Discord, which has been popping off lately with the new updates to Jimmy Wins 4. It's uh, heartofthe.cards slash Discord. You can also go to heartofthe.cards, which is our website for everything. There's links to all the good stuff, uh, and you could subscribe to the podcast there. Say what you will about Jimmy Wins 4. It's got way fewer bugs than Cyberpunk 2077. Hey, that's all I aim for. Got him. We are gonna take like a two, a two-ish week. I can't do math now. We're gonna do. We're gonna take we're a gonna, break. <laughs> we're gonna take a couple weeks we're off. Not gonna make a uh, and podcast for a little bit. We're gonna come Just back uh, the second week of January with a new episode, uh, and that'll actually be Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm not gonna pull. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do a switched again episode. <laughs> uh, try as I might. Uh, no, we're gonna take a couple weeks off to to relax and enjoy the new year, and I hope that you do too. You know, I hope I hope that you get some time to to sort of uh, take for yourself this holiday season, uh, by yourself the safe way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, everybody have a, a a good new year. I hope for everyone's sake that twenty twenty one is better than twenty twenty. Amen. Yeah. All right, you know where to find us, and until next time, you might want to hang on to that bouquet.